even though it is the worst podcast I have ever heard. We are the Smarky Geeks. I am Frankie, and I'm not a rich cowboy. De Jesus, and I'm Johnny Takeover. Okay, that was a good one. That really works. That really thank works. you, thank you, thank you. Uh, and you are listening to episode 82. Contact information as always. You can reach the show at www.thesmarkygeeks.com. Call hotline number at 347-SMARKY6 or 347-762-7596. Leave us a question, review, be part of the show. Uh, subscribe to us on whatever podcast cast you use. Just search Smarky Geeks or these Smarky Geeks will be the ones that show up. Subscribe to us on our Twitters at Smarky Geeks, at Frankie DeJesus, at the John Turiano. Subscribe to us on our Facebook group, uh, which is okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you are just really bitter about our Facebook group. It's, he- it's heel Frankie, man. It's heel Frankie. Yeah, uh, did a heel turn. Uh, and uh, subscribe to our Instagram at the Smarky Geeks, and on with the show. Hi Johnny, it's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a whole, it's been a couple days. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird time travel shit. Yeah. Uh, so banter, 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 banter. No banter. Oh, <laughs> let's just say, let's see. Hmm. Before we do the smart, let's do the snark. Oh, okay, okay, good, good. That's right, that's right. Don't forget this Thursday, which tomorrow for you guys is if you have HBO Max, is the Snyder Cut of yeah. Justice League. Yeah. And some of the reviews are already out, and it's a hit. Oh yeah. I mean, like, Snyder had released the Justice League early as well to, like, screening people, and it was a hit then. But then it wasn't, like, a complete movie. Right. So. And then Josh Whedon got, Josh Whedon got his hand on it. Yeah. So, so we've heard this before. So, I, I, listen, I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it. I am too. But I just know that there's fans out there. We're going to hate on it. Who are... Like this, Thursday. I don't know what time it's gonna start. Probably Dude, eight. you you gotta describe what you're doing. He's holding their holding their phone. There you go. Waiting for the movie to start, and then as soon as it's like something, they're like, like, ah, dunk! I'm gonna dunk on it. Why is it so dark? Why does Batman hate everyone? Because <laughs> he's Batman. Oh my God, Superman is so goth. It's some bullshit. You know what? When you're doing that. On the radio, you don't have to actually do it on your phone. You I know. just say you're doing it. I, it you know, I, I go method. Yeah, I know. You're I, a method I go, actor. I go method. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to it. It's four hours, so I'm going to watch. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to watch the whole thing in one shot. Yeah. I say that now. And it depends on my day. Right. Like uh, I'm going to watch as much as I can in one shot. <laughs> well, I'm going to probably watch, start watching it Thursday night. I'll probably do the first part Thursday night. Because mm-hmm. I work late Thursday. I'm going to be home like 8 o'clock. And then, like, I'll do maybe I'll do the second part Friday night, and I'll finish it off Saturday. Yeah. And I'll work my way into it. Yeah. Um, um, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I, I hope I I read somewhere that the Green Lanterns might be more involved in it. No problem. Yeah. Which I'm excited about. Yeah. I mean, to me, with the original Justice League movie, just the the the, the, the brief part of the, of the Dark Side of War and it showed the Green Lantern rings flying off dead bodies, I could have turned the movie off right there. I would have been happy. <laughs> Cause that to me that was like a hint of what they could do. Yeah. 
So, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure I'm going to like it. It's going to be a good week. It's Friday. It's Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. The first episode of Winter Soldier. Right, Falcon yeah. and Winter Soldier. So I might not watch part two. Yeah, you probably won't. Because <laughs> I don't want to get... I don't, my problem is the thing I did with WandaVision. I watched it Friday night. Because I didn't want anything spoiled for me. Right. Do you know how social media, they get, she gets spoiled for you really quick. Yeah. I watched it that, that, that Friday morning as I was working quote-unquote working. Yeah, well... Uh, I had my tablet next to my computer and I was just watching it. Well, I can't... For questions and shit like that. I can't do that sitting on my desk. I just can't. Yeah, well, listen, if any, if this gets out anywhere, I, I I need to confirm or deny I'm telling the truth. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. But, um... <laughs> I just want to be cool. That's all. But the only good thing is I work early Friday, so I'm home by 4.30. Yeah. So I, I can jump right into this as soon as I get home. And it's something that I can't be on my phone at work, so... I have a better chance of not getting spoiled for me because of my, what my job is now. Speaking of WandaVision, I watched Assembled. How was that? It's really good. It's a, it's a documentary of the making of, right? Right, right. And basically, it's a it's its own show. So I guess after every show, they're going to do an episode of Assembled. So we got this WandaVision one, and after uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, we'll have a Falcon and Winter Soldier Assembled. Episode right. 2, I guess they'll call it. And... uh. I thought it was great. The, the, what I thought was really cool was those er, those first three episodes or so was actually done in front of an audience. Oh, so the laughter was real? Yeah. Cool. Because you know how you know those those multi-camera sitcoms were what they would always say filmed in front of a studio audience. Yeah. This was filmed in front of a studio audience. Or at least a lot of parts were. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. You know? And those special effects were done the way they did special effects back then. Right. So it wasn't special effects, it was visual effects. Right. You know, where they had like the strings attached to things. Right. When you see the the lobster shoot out the window the window, it's on a string being shot out the window and shit like that. So I thought that was cool how they kept it authentic to the right, right. how they did things back then. At least for those parts. And it saved the money too. That's yes, sir. Too. It went old school, saved a little bit money. Yeah. You know they're gonna spend a shit ton of money on Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did enjoy. It. Yeah, it was, it was I really gotta cool check. I gotta check it out. Yeah. It's a good documentary. Um, so I've been I've been binge watching. I'm I'm gonna try to do a bunch of shows. I'm working my way through the boys, which you should get on. That show is fucking great. We'll try. A little brutal, but good. Um, brutal. I started watching Friends again. I'm already halfway through season five. I do like an episode or two a night if I have nothing else to watch. You would think I would watch some of the other shows that are sitting on my DVR. But no, I watch Friends. Cause they, you know what? It's comfort food. Yeah. When I'm tired, I just want to watch something to enjoy. It's comfort food. My favorite thing with Friends isn't even a Friends actual thing. It was someone took audio. Took all, yeah, he took all the laughter out of a show. Out of a segment of a show. Is the the sandwich episode where... You got to be more specific than that. The the it was an episode where oh his boss ate a turkey sandwich yeah ate a yeah. turkey sandwich that his sister made because his sister's a chef yeah yeah well yeah what she does is something which we take the turkey with the stuffing with another layer of turkey with a layer of, yeah made, yeah it had a layer of bread soaked in gravy that he oh. called the what the moist maker or something yes like that? it was right in the middle of the sandwich yeah so I've only wanted to try that by the way so they took. The, the, whoever did this took that episode or that segment where he's talking to his boss or whoever that guy was and took out all the laughter and 
And it's basically a scary movie. Right, I've seen that. <laughs> See, a lot, but they, I saw somebody do that with Big Bang Theory. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was hilarious. But some, the best thing to watch on Friends is watch the bloopers. The bloopers, mm-hmm. the bloopers are sometimes funnier than the show. Yeah. Um, Lisa Kudrow's laugh is contagious as fuck. She has that let like that, that cackling laugh, when, when, when she gets that when, when the scene gets messed up. It's this cackling laugh that is contagious as hell. It's hilarious. And Matthew and uh, Matthew Perry is great because a lot of times he'll come into a scene just to screw it up and make it funnier. It doesn't make every end up shooting it, of course. Like he'll he'll do stupid shit just to screw people. Cause remember, they were they were in front of a live audience. Yeah. So he thought that he did it for the fans. Yeah, God. Yeah, God. You know, Makes them scene, happy that they're there too. Yeah. And some, a lot of times the, the scene was gets messed up already, and you could tell. You know, when you're doing the show, I guess you could tell when the scene, at what point the scene got messed up. So he would just come in just to, just to, just to break it up even more. The scene's already over. I'm gonna get screwed with it a little bit more. <laughs> so that's our banter. Well, yeah. I've actually been catching up on another show. What show? It's anime, but I think you would like it. You always say that. I never do. We never check it out. This is a joke. <laughs> it's called Attack on Titan. I've heard about it. This one, I think it's it's right up your alley. It's not like you said that you you said this to me before. Yeah, you on the old show you used to say that probably, all the time. Yeah, Attack yeah. on Titan is really good, and it's it's not like magical girl anime or anything like that. It's really serious. It's basically Walking Dead, but instead of zombies, it's giants. That kill and eat people, you know, and they're like and they're they're like zombie giants. Like they, you know, there's no thought process really going on in their heads. Right. And there's more to it in the story of what these these giants are. Um, and of course, like any zombie story, it's not really about the zombies. It's about right. the people. Right. You know, and sometimes the people can be worse than the zombies and all that shit. So it's about all these characters. There's a lot of characters. Um, but yeah. I've been catching because the season four is coming out now. Where are you where are you catching it? Well, I have the Funimation app uh, gimmick, but I think it's on Netflix. All right, pretty sure it is. I'm not sure. At least a couple seasons are. Uh, season four is coming out now. Um, which is why I wanted to catch up. So I I went back to the beginning and started catching up. Um, but yeah, it that it it's I think that's one you would enjoy because it's not. Silly. It's not magical girl stuff and stuff like that. You know, it's not a bunch of you know like characters doing quiet things and shit like that. You know, it's it's really just serious. It's it's army military base and all that shit. Um, all right. But it's really good. Definitely check it out. I'll put it on the list. <laughs> all right, let's back out. Get back. Let's get to the show. We're right, done with the snark. We're done with the snark. Let's do the smart. Um, real quick, they announced the first match, the main event for back, the NWA Back for the Attack. Okay. What's the main event? Nick Aldis will be defending the 10 pounds of gold, the NWA World Heavyweight Championship against Aaron Stevens. <laughs> against Aaron Stevens? Yep. Who came up with that? Pat, Pat, um, Billy Corgan, apparently. He booked it? He's, that's the main, he's, that's he's the the main for this? That's the main event for the NWA show. On Fight TV. Who's the agent? Who agent? Who's the agency for this one, man? Who put this one together? No fucking way. Yeah, it's the main event. Makes you want to order it less, doesn't it? Oh. And Nick Aldis has been NWA champion for over a thousand days. 
A lot of that was due because of the COVID. Although, now that I think about it, this could be in honor of um, Joseph Hudson. Maybe. Because he was his partner and all that stuff. Yeah. So this could be like an honorary match for him. I don't know. And right now, Aaron, which means the NWA tag titles aren't getting defended because he's Aaron Stevens, one half of the tag team champions. Yeah. So I'm a little disappointed about that. Unless he has two matches. Well, he was the tag match with who? The tag team holders with Joseph? No, he's with, um, I'll find out right now. Who was his partner? I'm looking up right now. Patience. Who was his partner, though? I'm looking up. Who was his partner? I don't know. Who was his partner? You're an idiot. You're just, you're just an idiot. I mean, for real, though. If it wasn't Joseph. I'm looking right now. If it wasn't the question mark, who would it be? Here we go. So the NWA. Uh, it's great radio. I'm saying. Well, you asked me a question that I had to look up the answer to. <laughs> Jesus. I thought it was Josephus or the question mark that he was no. tag champs with. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think it was. Um. Uh, what the hell? There's like no easy way to look this up. Why are you doing it, Voice Isaacs? Is going to be in AEW. I mean, I don't think he's signed or anything like that, but he's going to be in um, in AEW Dark Elevation this Monday. Who is that? Royce Isaacs. You remember he was in that the, the tag team that was with um, Aldis in his uh, Dirty Business group? Oh, Risk, yeah, yeah, was it? yeah, yeah. Risky Business? Something like that? Yeah. Um, J.R. Kratos. Oh, Kratos. J.R. Kratos is a tag partner. Oh, that's right. Elijah Burke. Elijah Burke is the television champion, and Serenity. Of course, no. Serenity Deeb is the um, world champion. Yeah. It's windy out, dude. Yeah, I'm curious because I've been hearing that all day. Um. Yeah, so I wonder if they'll get deep for the show. Probably it makes sense. When right? is the show? Jesus Christ! Man. Go back. <laughs> the twenty first of so March. Next Sunday. I don't think I'll get Diva. Or maybe she hasn't been around in a while. It's on, it's, it's on a she's four, also been injured. And it's on at 4 o'clock. Yeah. Just as a recording, it'll be on. Yeah. So we'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, we'll have it on, on, on quiet. Yeah. Uh, Though, that would be cool to have it, have it actually playing in the background while we're recording. Yeah. I don't think Diva... I think no, I mean the, the, the sound playing in the background. No, because that could be... That's will catch it too much. Oh, okay. The, the mic. Um, Diva, I don't know. She's I think she's legit injured. So I don't know if she'll be on there for that. But it'll be cool if they got her. But uh, but yeah, I, I think I'm I'm still I'm still gonna buy it. All right, I'm still into it. I'm still gonna buy it. All right, cool. Cool. cool, cool. Right, let's get into the news. Do it. Big Swole, who has been missing for a long time. We haven't seen her in a while since she defend. She fought for the title. I think it was the last time we saw her. Um, apparently, there's the reason for that. She was she has been dealing with Crohn's disease this whole time. Um, upon all her other problems, she's had intestine problems and stuff like that um, that she had to deal with. So now the Crohn's thing was, I guess, flaring up. She is supposed to be on Dark Elevation on Monday, so I think she, she's still good for that. But uh, she did a promo last week on the regular Dark. So I think she, there are... Cycling her back in, all right. But 
yeah, she's been dealing with Crohn's disease, so it's good. It's good to have her back, and uh, I'm hoping for good things for her. Yeah. Cool. You got any takes on? Nope. Uh, Kenny Omega. T- oh, we talked about it last week uh, on Sunday, uh, Monday. Did uh, say last week? Johnny Ace. John Laurinaitis is rehired as talent relations manager, or one of those titles, or part of that team of talent relations. Um. I'm not a fan of this. <laughs> um, he was big for. He's mostly known for the that diva era, you know. Yeah. So I am not a fan of this hiring rehiring of uh, Johnny Ace. Yeah. Mm. What, what you got? <sighs> Of all the people, like Johnny Ace, I'm curious. Like, it couldn't make it any worse. It could make it better. <laughs> this this thing, girls go up. You don't have to go down. I felt like they chose to go down. But it, it's been so bad lately. Like SmackDown's a little bit better than Raw, but not by much. It can't be any worse. Okay. Uh. Molly Holly has been announced for the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah. Class two. They're doing two Hall of Fames this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Because they didn't, I guess they didn't do it last year? I thought no, they did. Uh, I totally forgot. Then they had no WrestleMania last yeah. year. Yes, they did. Oh, yeah, they had, they had, in front, they had no crowd WrestleMania. Yeah. And yeah, they ended up not doing it last year. Huh. So, so yeah, they're having two classes of, of um, Hall of Fame. And uh, Molly Holly was announced. This week, uh, okay, I guess. I mean, I don't know. She, she wasn't really in big main events or anything like that. No. I, always, I mean, I always liked her, and I like her now more than I did then. You know, for her comeback appearances and stuff like that. Um, but uh, yeah, she's one of those nice ones that everyone talks about, like she's like the nicest lady and shit like that. But she's never been in no main event. Like, she was a champion, wasn't she? Like a Divas champ? Yeah. Or a woman's champ. Was she? I don't think so. It's possible. But even though, that back then, they, there was no main events for them. Right, hold on. Um, I don't get why, like, where... I don't get that, that um... Well, there's no rules to that, this. If you worked for WWE, you're eligible for the Hall of Fame. The what else? Demolition. Huh? Demolition should be in. Yeah. That's all it is. If you, if you work for WWE and they like you, you're you're in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, she's a two-time women's champion. Okay. Um, I guess it makes sense. Though. But that, that, it was different back then. And she was a hardcore champion. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Hardcore Holly. It, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, she only went there for five years, too. Yeah, that's another thing. She was only there for five years. And she was in, w- in World WCW for a year. Yeah, so she doesn't have, like, a big resume, you know, to be a Hall of Fame worthy, you know? Like, did she change the business? No. You know? I liked her back then when it was her, uh, Buddy Holly, and Hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the guy's name? Hardcore, Hardcore Holly. It was Hardcore Holly. The guy? 
Yeah, Hardcore Holly. It was Hardcore Holly. It was um, it was Hardcore Holly, Buddy Holly? No, not Who Buddy was the Holly. Guy? I'm looking up right now. Give me a second. Um, it was Hardcore Holly. Uh, let me look it up. I'm, I'm right there. Hold on. Yes, great episode, guys. Um, well, you came on. You started <laughs> asking me all these damn questions. Shit, that got Crash Holly. Crash Holly. Got Bob that. Holly, Hardcore Bob, Bob Holly. Holly, Crash Holly. There you go. Uh, I think he died. Crash yeah, he died. Yeah, Crash. Crash yeah. died in 2003. Yeah. Um, he died anyway. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, suicide. Oof. Uh, way to bring it down, sir. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, so, so yeah, so, yeah, this one's whatever. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> like mean, to me. Yeah. No, no disrespect to her because I, I did I do enjoyed her time there, but it's, yeah, but it, it, yeah. what is the rules of this? There are no rules already, and I'm not trying to be silly, but already our Hall of Fame is better than theirs. You know, um, let's move on. Andrade release or not release? Release? Yeah, he Monday. The story was that he showed up Monday to catering. Yeah, was not happy at all. Like you, they said, everybody said he was miserable backstage. Yeah. He asked for his release. The story came out that he was granted it. Then it came out again that he wasn't granted it. So basically, he's stuck in he's stuck in contract hell until his contract is up. Yeah. Along with Alistair Black. Yeah. So basically, this was this is has the same feel of like um, Brody Lee, you know, where he asked for his release, they don't want to release him, and they waited till last minute to release um, Brody Lee. Uh, it just seems like that. That's the same thing here. You know, I'm waiting for some wrestler to just sue WWE to get released. Nah, it's gonna it's gonna take a wrestler with a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, this is. I mean, it sucks. He could be so much better anywhere else. Right. Anywhere else, the dude is a main event there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So oh. is Alistair Black for that case. Yes. Yeah. Alistair Black had a great run in NXT. So did Andrade. Yeah, and his they, match they with Johnny Gargano at Takeover is one of, is one of the only five star matches in NXT history. Yeah, and, and Andrade's match with um, Alistair Black in that War Games match. Yeah, stole that War Games match for me. Like I thought that was better than the War Games. But here they are. Or not. what I don't get is about Vince. If you don't, if you if you're not going to use them on your show, just send them to NXT. Just send them to NXT. If you eventually Finn's gonna probably end up back on on Raw SmackDown, and if he doesn't crosses, if you can send Cross up to Raw SmackDown, send Andrade and Alistair Black back down yeah. to NXT. Screw it. If you're not gonna use them, send them down. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't like them because they're associated with Zelina Vega. I don't know. That could have a lot to do with it. Actually, um, you joke about that. Yeah. Well, speaking of Zelina Vega, the problem with sending yeah. them to NXT, though, I think, for Vince, this could be his his mindset, is that um, why well, I, I don't know. Like, first off, he's not going to be paying. They're contracted to be Raw, right? So he he's going to have a bigger check than most people in NXT, right? Most people, because Finn gets a lot of money, I'm sure. You know, those, those big guys got a lot of money. So, Andrade is going to have a, a bigger check than most people. The Alistair Black is going to have a bigger check than most people. So, 
and then he's only I don't know I mean I, I guess it's it's no worse than them having him doing nothing or it'll probably be better than and then having them do nothing on Raw or Smackdown right. and maybe you know, you know I th- honestly I think having someone like that like like, like from what we've heard, Andrade's not a bad guy. Like, like he like he showed up WrestleMania weekend a couple of years ago, had blaming on the card, but showed up because he wanted to learn English better. Like, you know, he interacted with the fans. Yeah. He's trying to learn. Having someone like be miserable backstage and it shows mm-hmm. can only bring everybody down. Yeah, he's someone who wants to do work. He wants to work. So you know what? Send him yeah. to NXT. At least he'll, if nothing else, will be out of the. He'll be. He won't be miserable backstage. Yeah. I mean, the I mean, he could be miserable at NXT, you know. But you know what I'm saying I, because he. But is he miserable because he's there? Is he miserable because he's not being used? But the thing is, if he's being used in NXT, who's watching it? Yeah. The reason to get to Raw and SmackDown is because you'll be seen by millions of people. You know, that's why it's still the main roster. Because there's more eyes on them. You know? So, and, you know, and even if they go the back pro- to audiences and stuff like that, he's doing uh, to 200 people in the audience, you know? The problem is, not being on TV for months on end yeah, will, bring down, worse, yeah. will bring down your value. Because people don't know, oh, oh Andrade is still in shape. He hasn't been on TV in months. Like if he gets released, who's gonna sign him without seeing him first? Well, the if thing, you put him on NXT, at least he's out, he's out there. People still seeing that he's Andrade. Well, the thing is, for these guys at least, for Andrade and Alistair Black, it kind of works for them not being seen. It makes for that uh, more mystique. Same thing happened with Pac when he disappeared. Remember, people want to see him, and it, not seeing him made him more. The Pac didn't crack well. He just went home. Yeah, he left. He just he just went home. Yeah. You're not gonna. Almost like he's like you know if you're gonna, if you're not gonna pay me, if you're not gonna put me on TV, then I'm just gonna go home. I'm not gonna sit backstage. Yeah. So I think these guys disappearing for a while, kind of builds that mystique for them more, because then when they do leave or decide to leave, and then go somewhere else, go to AEW, go to TNA, go to New Japan, or whatever. It's like holy shit, he's back. You know, same thing happened with like I said, it happened with Pac. You know, when he disappeared, all of a sudden he was back. And where did he go? He didn't go anywhere big. He went to Dragon Gate. He knew he had business to finish there, and he finished it. And he made himself even a bigger star there. You know, so, at least for these guys. Like Alistair Black and Andrade, it works in that regard. It um, still sucks, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, you mentioned Delina Vega. Yeah. There's a rumor going on that she already signed her contract with AEW. They just went in the debuter, and if you, we get to your main event, oh. the, we, we have an idea where she's going to go. Like, what her role is going to be in AEW when we get to the main event. Okay. Don't okay. forget that. Huh? Don't forget that. I'm curious about what you're talking about. Any hot takes on, on Zelina Vega going to AEW? I think she'll be great there. Um, I think she'll be perfect there, really. I think she'll be awesome. Um, it's a bigger spot for her. Like, if, if she's going to just choose anywhere in America, that's the place to go, is AEW. You know? Um, I don't think... New Japan is not an option for her, because they don't do women's wrestling there. Right. Stardom's not really an option for her. I mean, she could always go back to Impact. But again, like, it, 
if you have a choice between AEW and Impact, the obvious choice is AEW. Yeah, but you, you go there. You don't throw that away. You're obviously going to get a bigger check there, and you're going to be seen more. You know? Impact, it's not. That's not an option. If those two come up, Impact or AEW. Unless you have personal reasons, you know, the AEW is the choice to make. Yeah. I agree with that. But, you know, she does have a history there. Though. You know, that's one thing you got to keep in mind. Understood. She was there for a long time. She might, she might want to go where she's familiar. I understood, but I'm saying, if you have, if those choices come up, and shit, they could use her if this forbidding door thing is going any further or whatnot. She could be one of those towns that they throw there, get her heated up, and then bring her into an AW heated up or whatever, you know? Right. But, uh, but I think the the main option for her is to go to AEW. Well, like I said, we'll, if it's not resigning with WWE, stuff I've read that she's already signed. Yeah. So. Well, the Tony Khan has constantly shown interest. Like there, he was on a media call, or, or I think it was an interview with uh, Dave Meltzer, and he brought up um, Zelina Vega. And he acted like he didn't want to talk about her. Her ninety days wasn't up because her ninety, but it was up. And he was like, oh, is it up? Oh, okay, so I'm going to have to look into that. I feel like he was working there. Like, he right. knew, of course, because the dude's all business, right? So he has to be on top of that shit. So I think he knew, and he's just uh, he's just trying to throw people off the scent. Um, But, yeah. Yeah, I would love to see her, regardless of her wrestling, which she's okay in. Yeah, she's not bad. She's, she's not bad at all. If you could do a Hurricane Rana, that's entertaining enough, right? right? But, uh... But where she excels is her talking. Yes. You know, she got Andrade the fuck over. Yes, there I were, agree. There was times, until later in their run, but there were times where she was the star of that duel. Right. I you know? that. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, so yeah, she, she would fit in because she's a talker, and that AEW has that. And uh, it will be good to have some women talkers, you know? Right. Um. But yeah, so I would love to see her there. Uh, NXT supposedly not moving days. Yes. Stop fucking with my emotions. You um NHL's in discussions with mul- multiple networks mm-hmm. about where they're gonna go after yeah. the NBC thing is up. Yeah. It might not be USA. Yeah, this came out of nowhere. Yeah. Because the talk was that it was official in house. Well, it was official because. NBC yeah. still had the rights to the NHL. They weren't going to have it on their network anymore. Yeah. But now the NHL is negotiating with other networks. No, in but I'm to saying USA. for USA and NXT, like it was already with management that like they knew they were going to move. They were preparing people, and that's why it was out there already that they were gonna, probably going to move. Um, this may or may not happen. Even if the deal goes through, it may still happen. Right. Because uh, it. Would be the smart fucking thing to do, you know? Just get out of Wednesdays. Uh, but it may not happen. They may just stay there to serve as something to get into AW's way. Uh, but I wanted them out of it. I, I, I just wanted NXT to be on Tuesdays. So they don't... So AW wouldn't even be a focus, you know? No booking, counter-booking or anything like that. Well, AW does the same thing. They counter-book to NXT. It's different. NXT does counter booking like last minute. You know what I'm saying? Because they're like, wait, AEW's doing what? We'll do a special show. You know? 
AEW does counter booking because they're just trying to book a show. You know, what what would be great for a show? You know? But like NXT is like, oh, let's do a tournament out of nowhere. You know? Oh, let's do a women's tournament too. You know? So, and that's all because they're trying to, you know, get in the way of AEW for, for their numbers. That's it. You know? But now, if they, if they can move to Tuesday, they don't have to worry about that shit. You know? They'll still be counter bookering. Bookering. Counter booking. Bookering is a word. Yeah, it is now. Yeah, uh, we made it a word. Yeah. They can still, they'll still be counter booking, of course, because they say, well, what was more interesting and shit like that? Who can have the talk of social media and shit right, like that, right. right? That'll still be there, of course, because that's the nature of the beast. But it won't be booking show to show, you know what I'm saying? And NXT can just focus on what it, what it's good at, you know? Instead of trying to focus on, let's just put on a great, a big show, you know? To to grab more eyes and shit like that. You know, it's just, it, but Tuesday, we see that's a great day for them. Uh, well, we'll see. I mean, hopefully it does happen. But uh, but yeah. Um, supposedly there's a rumor of a two-day takeover. Yes. I was given a script, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. The, I mean, they basically they're trying to make WrestleMania week big again. Yeah. And, uh, this is also um. It's not just about WrestleMania being big. It's also about the move to Peacock. Right. Um, the rumor is night one would be on USA, night two would be on Peacock. Yeah, so they're trying to hammer home, supposedly, rumor has it, that they're trying Stand to hammer... script, Frank. Stand yeah. script. They're trying to hammer home the idea to go to Peacock. Sign up for Peacock. Or else... Peacock. Peacock. Or else you're going to miss this. You know, sign up for Peacock or else you miss this. I signed up for it. Yeah, so, but that's the idea. Right. Get people, because the whole thing's a mess with Peacock right now. Well, you gotta sign up for it. You know? If the, see, originally people thought that if they, like their WWE account, they would automatically get a Peacock network. Yeah. You know, and get charged the same thing, but no, you gotta sign up for it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a mess. So, yeah, so Peacock, NBC kind of made a fucked up deal here. Because. Supposedly, they're probably not going to get as much as they thought they were going to get. Not right away. I read by August, they'll have everything in there. Like, it's not going to no, be there. Not, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the, the, the viewerships, those signees. Because the idea was to get the million people, American, uh, the, the million subscribers that the WWE Network has, um, signed up for Peacock. That's one of the, the big ideas. Was to get all those subscribers, but I don't know who made the deal. But obviously, probably a lot of those subscribers already had Peacock signed in with cable or whatever. A lot of those subscribers are probably not going to want to deal with subscribing right away to another thing. You know but you got to remember one thing though: if you have the WWE Network and yeah. you, and and you sign up for Peacock, basically you're exchanging one for the other. You're not paying extra. I know, but I'm saying. To ask people to sign up for a whole new thing, as easy as it may be, is a big ask. They're going to lose people for that. Right. Yeah. Um, So they're going to lose those people. There's probably people who had the network and just let it coast without even watching. You know, they just, the bill just got paid every week, you know. 
So, Not us. We watched it. Yeah. So they're gonna lose those people because now it's just no that they're not getting charged for it or whatever you know. So, so I just I'm curious as to what the fuck is NBC getting from this. It's a wait and see thing. I mean, we we gotta look at it. Don't look at it right now. Look at it in a year. Well, where they where they are within a year. Don't look at it in the beginning. The beginning the beginning the beginning will be a hot mess of people. Going get you know convincing people to go over from the WWE to signing up for Peacock, but they're still getting not, getting a lot. They're not gonna have all the content there till the summer. Yeah, they're but do, they're they're still not getting those one million subscribers. Not yet. I think they will eventually. But no, I'm saying like the number wasn't even one million to begin with, because odds are the majority of those subscribers, and maybe not majority, but a lot of those subscribers already have Peacock anyway. I I think they'll keep track of. How many? I think NBC will keep track of how many people are viewing WWE content on the site. That'll give them a better idea of where they're at with the, with what I'm saying, that content. Was this worth a billion dollars? We'll see in a year. We can't judge it right now. We can't judge it. But they're not getting the million subscribers that they we, paid for. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do. They're not getting that. You know, because odds are they already had some of them already in some high. Th- in high thousands because some of them were probably already signed up for Peacock. A lot of those people who are moving over are probably going to get Peacock for free if they have those certain cable subscriptions and shit, right? Well, I, I think what happens with that is that even though the, the customer is getting, the, is getting the Peacock for free, Peacock's still getting making their money. Yeah, I'm not saying that, but it's still, that doesn't count up to the million subscribers. You know? So you got to take those guys out. So I'm like, what did Peacock pay here for? You know? And that, that to me is, is I don't know, it, 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 like it, it keeps me up at night. It really should. Because it's a billion dollars that they paid for. You know, that's a lot of fucking money. It is. Over five years. Right? So I'm like, what the fuck is, it bothers me. <laughs> it does bother me. I'm like, yo, what is, what is NBC getting at? I feel like I think I feel like they did a carny thing here. I feel like Vince got away with something here, and, and screwed over Peacock. At least in America, because they they still have the network in out in the UK and stuff like that. This WWE's long term long term book by WWE. If WWE in five years they'll just reintroduce the network again. Nah, I think the idea right now is introduce your own streaming network. And then sell it, you know, because all these other companies are trying to. It's all about content, right? Peacock needs content, so that's why they bought this. I guess that's a major thing for them. Reason why they bought this, because they want content. It's all about being content kings, right? You know, HBO bought Friends. You know, all this stuff, and it's becoming too, too much, right? Because you can't have all these things. You can't have the HBO Maxes and the Netflixes and all that stuff. Eventually, it's it's gonna bottom out, and then you're probably gonna have maybe four or so big conglomerates that have all the content. Right. You know, you'll have your Netflix with their content, Warner and Apple and all that shit, and then you have to choose between them or choose all of them, whatever. But but eventually, it's all gonna be on that. It's all gonna be on. AW decides to do their own. Thing is probably going to be part of HBO Max, you know, because it's Warner. 
TNT. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's all about content. But it, I it, wonder. Yeah. Go ahead. It would have been cooler if like WWE went to Netflix. Why? Or or HBO Max. Like peak. Like I said, I don't know. Like you said. What did I mean? I've had the peacock and it's got a, the the peacock. See, now, I'm in the industry. It's actually a pretty cool service. It's got a lot of cool shit on there. Like right now, I started watching the original Battlestar Galactica. The it, re, not the original, the remake. The content is good, sure. Uh, the app and stuff like that kind of sucks. Yeah, it's a, it's a little glitchy. Yeah, like the fine stuff. And, yeah. So yeah, so we'll see. Like I'm not gonna judge it right now. I'll judge it in a year. Give it a year. To see where they're really at. Yeah. Let, 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 let them find their footing it sucks. with wrestling product. Man, I, I love the network. I thought the network was great. Yeah, the network it, worked the way it's supposed to fucking work. I never had problems with the network. No. But early on I did, I remember. We all did. It never worked. But that shit just worked. You know? And uh, I'm going to miss I am going to miss the network. You know, as much as we talk shit about WWE, that shit... Was fucking awesome. The network. But, uh, let's move on. Yes. Uh, that's it. So that's it for news. Let's get to, the, go main go to the main event. So, as we want to do, this is uh, NXT. This is uh, Wednesday Night Smarks, as it is so far. We'll see what happens in the future. Uh, this is where we shoot review NXT against AEW. And, uh, it's just our fucking opinions. And if you don't like it, Go fuck yourselves and buy our merch. And uh, as we always want to do, we're gonna start with the ratings. Very interesting ratings. Yeah, um, yeah, I saw it. I actually wrote it down this week for the ratings. It popped out a little bit. Yeah, it's both good and bad, and both bad. Yes, for both shows. So let's do this real quick. So I have the numbers. Okay. Let me do it. All I right, actually right. wrote it down this week. All right. So I didn't write down who did the demo. Like, who won the, um... Off of the network. Right. So, AEW did 743. Yeah. So, 0.32 in the demo, coming in fourth for the night. And NXT did 691. Uh, doing a 0.18, coming in 25th. So, from last week to this week, or last week to the week before, depending on how, how you're listening to <laughs> yeah, this, sure. NXT lost 100,000 viewers from... Previous week to the current week, you mean AW? No, NXT lost AW lost one hundred ninety one thousand. You said NXT lost a hundred thousand. Yeah. No, they only lost a thousand from last week. I I don't know if I read it wrong. Yeah, because they did six ninety two last week. So, but AW lost a hundred. They lost a lot. Yeah. And they, they I wrote it down. I apologize. But no. then so basically, AW lost the Shaq number. And I am surprised this number is low, considering it was just coming off pay per view. They should have yeah. got a big pay per view bump. Yeah, this there's no way to um, spin it. This was a bad number. For AEW, it was a horrible number. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they beat NXT, but it, considering I mean NXT put on a takeover quality show this week. Yeah. But still, they'll come off a pay per view bump. Yeah. They should have hit close to a million this week. Yeah. So, yeah, so it was pay per view bump. Shaq. A week after the Shaq thing as well. Right. But they should have did a bigger number. And they didn't. They didn't. And I, I also for them though, what was good is that they did seven and forty three steadily. It was it stayed that way. Right, right. There was no 
they didn't start out a million and then drop all the way down. I don't no. think that they're like, fuck, we fuck. But I also don't no. think that they're like, fuck, we fuck. But I also don't no. think that they're like, fuck, we fuck. But I also don't no. think that they're like, fuck, we fuck. But I also don't no. think that they're like, fuck, we fuck. But I also don't no. think that they're like, fuck, we fuck. But I also don't no. think that they're like, fuck, we fuck. But I also don't no. think that they're like, fuck, we fucked up, you know? Just this, this kind of there. They got, yeah, they're, they're thinking of other things now. It's like, oh, how do we go forward? Because if, yeah, the number is bad. Well, not bad, but it's not as good as they wanted it to it's be. It's not what they were expecting. But the, the demo was great. Right. They came in fourth for the night. Uh, same thing for NXT. You know, NXT for the longest time has been out of the top 50 in these last three weeks, they've been in the top twenty-five consistently. So NXT is getting better. They're they're figuring it out, and it feels like it feels like they finally found their footing. You know, they finally we'll, found what's working. We'll still need more time to get a pattern, right? But so far, they they're staying in that top twenty-five at least. You know, last week they did a point two, which was like for the first time in a long time they were out of the the teens. You know, so. That was great for them, and they they're keeping in the, that young demo, you know, AW more so because they came in fourth for the night, for the day. That's something we I, I think we know we're talking about these demo numbers. It's for the entire day, the twenty four hours of right that day. So NXT uh, AW, you know what won that night for so the, the South Park special. Yeah, South Park. But that wasn't even at the same time. Wasn't the South Park special like 10 o'clock or something? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. This is for the whole day. These right. double numbers aren't... You're Like, this isn't what came in fourth for the 8 o'clock, 10 o'clock hours. This is for the 24 hours. So that means more young people watched that show, um, South Park, than anything else. You know? Now, one thing I'm curious about one of the things I've been saying right from the beginning was that NXT shows the network shows the NXT the next day on the network, but those ratings don't count. You never count the. It, end of the it's w- not the next day. It's Friday. No, yeah, but no, it's the next day. It's on no, Thursday. And not on the network. It's on Friday on the network. Well, anyway, a lot of people don't watch it live, but they, they just watch it on the network and fr- on Friday, whatever day. Yeah. WWE doesn't keep track of that. I wonder if Peacock will. Like, I wonder if Peacock will look at. The, the replay numbers of NXT every week. Supposedly, they used to keep track of that. Um, from what I've read, that they thought it was so inconsequential that they stopped. But it doesn't mean Peacock will, though. If Peacock's paid $5 billion for this, they're going to keep track of every... They, they're going to keep track of every little thing. They pay $1 billion. Huh? $1 billion. They pay $1 billion. Yeah. So they're going to keep track of every little thing. Yeah. Every little thing that WWE Network, people watch it, they're going to keep track of it. Yeah. How many people are watching everything they they put on there? Yeah, but that won't because that's going to determine what they do in the future in terms of the product. Yeah, but that that's not going to factor into this stuff though. It might. No, it won't. Why won't it? Because it, it this is about the live first, the first view. Oh, but again, first time my numbers. problem is the thing I've been saying all along. If you ever, if you know you can watch NXT on Fridays. And watch AW Live. A lot of people might watch AW Live and say, you know what? Fuck, it. I'll just wait till Friday and watch it on Peacock. But they can do the same thing with AW. DVR is everywhere. Everyone right. has DVR. Right, but the, but those num those rate those, those those numbers count in DVR numbers, right? Not into the the Nielsen's. They, they count them. They keep track of them, but they don't. 
That's not factoring into these numbers here. See, they see DVR numbers should. No, because it's all about live views, not DVR, not people who are going to watch it later and stuff like that. See, that's my whole problem with the rating system. That's it does get factored in later for you know strategy and what they what you know what they try to figure out what their footing is, and some people get that number. You know, like AW does get their million at some point and shit like that. But the, the DVR numbers are harder to get because people are watching it all over the. People are watching it the next day, you know, or the next three days or shit like that, you know. See, that's, it's not the Wednesday number, and that's my problem with the rating. That's my, that's my one problem with it is that a lot of people like me. I don't. I. I sometimes like I've been watching NXT live lately, but usually I DVR and watch it over the weekend before yeah. we do this. So those DVR numbers should count. In terms of views. Okay, well, 693 people watched it live. How many people DVR'd it? There's a way to keep track it. They people, do, but right. it's not part of these track, the but rankings. Should, but it should be. No, because the rank is about live viewings. You know why it's about live viewings? Because companies pay money to put commercials there. But you're still watching the commercials... Because they do, because both shows do picture in picture, and if you're watching the wrestling, you're still watching the commercials. But that's the idea for the DVRs. But most people don't. Most people are just skipping the commercial, the the commercials anyway. If they do DVR, you know what I'm saying? So, because if you're smart enough, you you know, once NXT goes into picture in picture, it's gonna be a bunch of rest holds, right? But here's the whole thing, though. With more like like we have YouTube TV, yeah. so if you watch it like NXT, if you put it on it at eight forty five, technically you're you're watching it live. But if you start from the beginning, you're still fast forwarding through the commercials. Yeah, and that that might not count. I'm not sure how that works. See that again? Again, I'm not sure how and that works. And that's why the ratings are fucked up. No, because because you're not watching those commercials. If you're fast forwarding through those commercials. They don't want you to but fast I'm, forward. But technically, I'm watching it that night, though. But so it's not are, live viewing. Unless you get to the live, it's not being counted. The ratings are fucked up. This is why. I, no, it, it makes sense because it's it's all about getting that that those commercial rights and stuff like that. You know, and you can look at the commercials too. A lot of times, you'll see. It's not a knock or anything like, but you'll see the quote unquote older style commercials on NXT. You know, like. You'll see the double ARP stuff on NXT. Not that you won't see it on AW. You do. You know, we say, oh, you know, those, those, you know, those weird medicines that give you suicidal thoughts and shit like that. You know, you'll see those commercials on AEW's time as well, but not as much as when you watch NXT. You'll see a lot of fucking Mountain Dew commercials on AEW more than you would see on NXT. Again, I'm not saying you don't see those commercials on NXT, uh, but you won't see it as much. As you do on AEW, because Mattel or whatever young product is gonna pay more money to put their commercials on on AEW than they would for NXT. That's why it's a big deal to get that that big um, that main prime number, the eighteen to eight forty nines. You know, because they're the ones you know pay, watching the TV and shit like that, right? Um. So you know that's why it matters. That's why for for networks that matters, you know. I never want to put a, put out that um, that the the you know the majority the what's it the the complete number, the the viewership. That's important too, you know. Um, but that's more important to the promotion as a whole. 
Because when, when you talk about viewership, it doesn't matter how old you are. You're going to spend money regardless, right? They're going to sell you a t-shirt. It doesn't matter if you're 50 or if you're 18. You're going to buy a t-shirt. You're going to buy a ticket. You're going to buy a pay-per-view. doesn't matter how old you are. But when it comes to networks, that number matters. That live first showing views matter. You know? Because they don't want people skipping commercials and shit like that. Um, that's why these both these shows do those picture in picture to try to stop people from skipping the commercials. You know? Um, but yeah, that's my take on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was very long with it. I, look, I think it's bullshit. I think the ratings are bullshit because there are so many ways between DVR, next day streaming, today, there's so many different ways to watch it where you don't have to watch it live because some people have a, some people can't watch it live No, that everything should count. And no, no, no. I'm not saying it doesn't count. In some form, it does. But when a network decides what they're going to give more money to, the network doesn't care about the DVR. The network doesn't care what they do streaming when it, they don't even control the streaming. You know? So, but the network cares about that, those that that live viewing, and that's why the network, if a show's doing good, be like, hey, here's a bigger contract for you. Like it happened with AW because they were doing good, you know. So, you know that's you know that's my take. It, it's just it it matters for that live viewing. Overall, yeah, you know, overall, the everything in some form does matter for sure. The, the, all the viewerships that they get and shit like that combined whether it's DVR numbers and shit like that because that gives you an idea of their foothold and their footprint in the wrestling arena you know but but for TV for networks what matters is that live viewing that 8 to 10 hours people who turn on the TV and sit their asses down to watch the show because that's what networks focus on um yeah, again, that's my take on it. <laughs> I, 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 let's move along. We, 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 can debate this, we can literally debate this all night. I mean, there's nothing to debate. It, you're right that those numbers matter, but for what the networks care about, it's it's still that 18 to 34s. You know? The, 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 you know, the, the live viewings. That's because why else would they care about why would they care about what WWE is doing, in, you know, in, in streaming when they, they don't have, they don't care about those streaming numbers for their network, you know? Nielsen's not going to put that in the, the, the rankings, you know? Same thing for AEW. It's the same shit. Um, but yeah, let's move on. Uh, I started last week. Well, I started this week. Yeah. All right, so NXT opened up with William Regal in the ring. That he has two big announcements. Cheers. The first big announcement is that we talked about it. You know, we have to stay on script. Is that NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver will be a two-night Oh, event. confirmed? Yes. Rumor confirmed? <laughs> um, night one will be, like we said, will be on on USA Live. Night two will be on Peacock Live. Peacock. Peacock. And as for the second announcement, he talks about... All the he looks up at the ramp. All the women around, all the women that were involved in the tag in the Dusty Classic women's tag are all there. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about how Raw, like like the Raw general manager, they screwed basically screwed Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai out of the tag belts. Yeah. So he has them come out, 
And the second rumor, which we heard about, we I think we talked about last week, and we talked about it on Facebook too. Yeah. Um, the NXT Women's Tag Titles. Yeah. And they were and they were given to the winners of the Dusty Classic, which was Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, I did not like this. Why? It. They lost. Like even yeah, sure they were no. screwed, but they lost. But, they, it, but yeah, but the like, person I got pinned wasn't even the legal person. Either or, like the person who was outside the ring was out. It would have been counted out at some point. You know, it, it was, it, you know, like it, it's it wasn't really a screw job. Well, the original plan. The person who was in the ring was dead. So. Well, the original plan was to have the winners of the original plan for WWE was NXT. Was they were gonna have the women's Dusty Classic and the winners were gonna be the women's tag team champions. I believe that. That was the original plan. Because, as we know, because of AEW, it takes time to make these fucking belts. So what happened was, for yeah. some reason, NXT rushed the tournament. They wanted to run with the Dusty's men's classic. Yeah. So by the time the tournament was over, the belts weren't ready yet. Yeah. So rather, so what they ended up doing was giving them a tag title shot. Did the screwy finish? To say, okay, you, you should have been a champion, but you got screwed out of it. So we're gonna give you these belts instead. The way they got there was stupid. I, yeah, it just felt like let's let's give you a belt. You know, when they should have just would have been better if they just had the match for the belt. Well, which they end up doing later. So after the they no, had, they they gave no. them belt, and then they had a, a title defense right. later. So anyway, so they get the belts, and you know, then Dakota Kai. I mean, Dakota Kai. Shakti Blackheart and Ember Moon come out and say, you know what? I see you're the champions. You guys need a challenger. Yeah. So that match was announced for later on tonight. So now we're getting three title matches tonight. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Raquel and Kai are heels again. Yeah. I think they were all, I think they probably just played to who they were fighting. But whatever. So, so yeah. So, <laughs> I, so now, I, that's annoying. So now we're getting three title matches. Yeah. Right. Uh, like I said, I didn't write anything down this week. Next is Io Shirai versus Tony Stark. Yes. Um, well, first of all, they show Finn and Adam Cole arrive. Oh yeah, they're, 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 no, they get ready for their big match. They, they talk about like the, the Regal saying this is a big time for WWE because WrestleMania season. Yada yada yada. Right. So, oh yeah, I jumped way ahead. Okay. Yeah. So we go to commercial break. Come back, Yoshirai, Tony Storm, and oh my god, was this a great match. I love this. I thought this was really good. I went four on this. I went three and quarters. Um, Yoshirai won. I'm kind of surprised, but you know, they've been building up Raquel Gonzalez as this yeah, unstoppable monster, but it was still a phenomenal match. Raquel's going to be the one that takes it from her. Yeah. Because who me. else is there? Right. Um, I wouldn't mind Tony Storm winning it. I wouldn't, that wouldn't bother me if she, if she became a champion. It wouldn't bother me either, but... They built up Raquel and Io. Do that. And now they're finally doing it. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, and they're going to build Io Shirai up as this unstoppable monster. Because she, she kicked out of Storm Zero. Like, yo, she... Like, they t- everybody's throwing everything they could at her and they can't beat her. Yeah. So that'll make Raquel Gonzalez's win even better. Yeah. When she takes it. I thought... I like this a lot. I thought it was a really cool finish. Um... I would have liked this for like a takeover, a mania takeover. Would have been cool to have that on paper. That's just such a great match, right? But uh, it's a, I'm I'm fine with it here though. Um, but uh, yeah, I loved it. 
All right, so next up we had L.A. Danger with L.A. Knight and Bronson well, Reed. Come, okay. First was Finn promo. Finn came out to do his promo. Uh, but let's... Oh, yeah, he's talking about how Cole thought he was like, acting like a tough guy because he had the yeah. referees blocking him. He goes, you don't have your referees, you don't have backup. Yeah. It's just you and me. So, yeah, setting up that match because, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I think we both predicted Cole, I think, coming into it. What? Who do we pick to win this? Do you remember? To win this match? Yeah. I think we want both on Finn. Pretty sure we both want with Finn. Yeah, because they're probably going to do Finn as we'll see what they're doing with Finn at WrestleMania yeah. weekend. I said, I have LA Knight doing an interview backstage and Bronson Reed attacks him because Bronson Reed cost him his match with Cameron Grimes. So obviously LA Knight's first feud is going to be with Bronson Reed. Yeah, the, LA Knight, it's almost like Kurt Stallion. Like, he should never wrestle. He should always talk about he's going to debut next week and just never wrestle. Yeah, that would be cool. Um... But uh, in all seriousness, I, I thought the promo was fine. It was the same as last week's promo, basically. Um, and what I was confused about this here was later on, they, I thought they were going to go with this match, like him and Bronson. But they later on, they said it's a mystery opponent. If I was Bronson. I think it's just going to be some jobber guy just to start him off. And then Bronson will attack him after the match. Yeah, and so, yeah, yeah that makes that actually makes more sense. Yeah. Right next up, we had um, Jake Gallows versus Pete Dunne. It was basically a glorified squash. Yeah, but I loved it. It was uh, good. There was nothing wrong with it. It was great. Yeah, this I gave four. Yeah, Jake Gallows. Um, you know, Jake Gallows proved that even though he's not ready on that level yet, he's, he's gonna get there. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was a lot of like how I put this, uh, like a lot of crafty fucking stuff they were doing here. This felt very lucha style uh, at some points, and then uh, the it, and the pace was incredible. I thought it was great. I thought it was good. Um, I think this is... Like, I felt like this is a match that no one should skip on. Like, this is a match you should watch. Right. You know? Um, uh, Pete does a promo. Yeah, um, uh, talking about... There's a time of year everyone wants to make a name for themselves. Because I made a name for myself in the UK already. Mm-hmm. So, they got plans for him, I think. He also said particular things, though. Like, he said, like, he's the best technical wrestler out there. And, and like anybody in the back want to take a shot at me? Yeah. So, basically, he's an open challenge. Uh, probably for TakeOver Mania. Right. But who will it be, though? Um, could it be Daniel Bryan? Because of the whole technical thing he, he threw out there? Maybe. And maybe Daniel Bryan putting over Pete Dunne. That's you know? what I was thinking. Yeah. That, that would, I would pop for that. That would be good. A main roster guy coming down. And Pete Dunne beating a main roster guy show how strong he really yeah. is. Daniel Bryan is in this mode where he just wants to put everyone over. So he's losing to everyone. Um, that would be good. So it's either that or it could be Kushida. Because he's a great technical wrestler. Yeah, but you know what? Kushida done would be great, but that's not that's not like a WrestleMania takeover quality match. Like that's not that match that I would pop for. The problem I have with that is that someone has to lose it. <laughs> I don't mind Daniel Bryan losing, right? To um, Pete Dunne. Yeah, that's why I'm saying Kushida. But if Kushida, I mean, lose, that's why I'm saying Daniel Bryan. Yeah, right. But if Kushida loses to Pete Dunne, I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah. Yeah. Or if Pete Dunne loses to Kushida, I'm going to be pissed. It's like, there's it's no win for me. Right. I mean, if it happens, it happens. I'll be gra- glad, because it'll be a great fucking match. We'll, we'll be glad to witness it. Yeah. But, yeah, so then uh, Imperium promo. So, yeah, Imperium, no, I have stuff on my phone. I'm keeping track of everything that okay, happened. Okay. But I'm saying I didn't take notes for specific things. Okay. 
So um, they do a little appearance promo talking about Timothy Thatcher, that they created something special, which was Ring Kampf. And then they say, you know, say, and go, um, they, 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 if you get with us, nobody will overcome us. But if you need Trump's mission, don't make it work. So setting up whatever they're setting up with that. Yeah, my only problem is I wish they would show us stuff from progress. Yeah, you know, or something. Just show me something that you have this relationship. That they, 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 like they're going by the knowledge that you have wrestling knowledge. Yeah, they they're assuming you know about the history, or do, or they're assuming that you're fine with just this little nugget of information that they're giving us. Right, but show us. Right, you know, they have the footage. Yeah. Whatever. Right, yeah, so um, Rough cut the promo saying anyway, Isaiah Scott was a snake the first time we met. They set up wherever they're going to do at NXT together. Yeah. I, I don't care. I thought the promo was actually pretty good for him. Um, not for him. I think he's always been a good promo. But I, I, my problem with this was that he, the whole idea was that he's trying to say that he's never been a fluke. Yeah, you, know? you are, dude. I mean, like, that's all they've shown us on TV was that he... It was a fluke wins that, that he gets, you know. But uh, but that's not the promo. I felt like a lot of people did really good promos here, particularly Cole, which we'll get to later. Yeah. But I felt like they they had promo class the week before, and now everyone's doing like great fucking promos now. <laughs> All right. So next up, we have our uh, second title match. Yeah. Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez defeated Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart to capture the women's tag title. Great match. I went three three quarters on this. I went three. Really? It was an extended squash. Ember and Shanti destroyed, particularly Dakota Kai. But it was just it was mostly just her them destroying Dakota Kai. And then and which made me feel like there's no way they're gonna win. <laughs> yeah. There's no way they're gonna win. And then they won. I was like, what? But it made sense though. No, why? Because now, because you wanted to leave the path clear for Raquel Gonzalez, or Shariah takeover. Well, one, have her go in a double champion. How awesome would that be? Fucking awesome. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but then, then or have her leave. Because what happens is, let's say you bring her as a double champion. Do you keep both titles on her for a while, and then you can have her lose the tag titles because it's Kodakai takes the pin. You know? I guess. It makes sense. And then that way, it, she breaks away from the Dakota Kai. You have Dakota Kai go face, because she's a perfect fucking face. And then Raquel is this ultimate monster fucking heel. You know? That makes sense. I, I'm going to give you that. That actually makes a lot of sense. And then the, the only other thing I hated was the whole idea is that they gifted them the titles. And then they could have just had this match. That's what I was gonna say. For the titles. That's what I, that's what I thought. They, that's what they should. I, I said. That's what I was thinking. They, yeah. they should have this match for the titles. Yeah. Because then you could have. To, you could have still had Shotzi and Ember winning. Yeah. And and you could have did everything exactly the same. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Um. Next up, Adam Cole backstage. Actually, I, I'm over here. Oh, you stopping? Yes. Well, where do I stop? You stop after. The Kenny Omega thing. Okay. Alright, we open up. We go right into Phoenix defeating Matt Jackson. I love this match. This match was fucking awesome. I went four on this. I love this match. Yeah, me too. I went four too. Phoenix and Matt was awesome. Uh, it was a it was an awesome match. They played to each other's strengths. 
Matt is more of like a technical, not technical, but his is about selling. And this is what this whole match was about, was just selling. You know, there was even one point where Phoenix tried to pick up Matt at one point, and then his knees buckled down because it was, uh, Matt had did leg work earlier. I loved it. It was everything just went, came together. Of course, they got to do Canadian Destroyers. Yeah. You got to do it. You got to get it in. Yeah. Um, and, uh, what I liked about it, though, is the first time Matt did it on Ray, Ray immediately rolled out the ring. Mm-hmm. So he couldn't go for the pin to not to not no-sell the, the destroy. And the second time he did it, he was outside the ring. He couldn't have been up there. Yeah. And I like that little that little, that little little nuance. Yeah. That they kind of protected the Canadian Destroyer because he rolled out so he wouldn't get pinned because he knew he was probably losing. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I like that. Um... I thought this, yeah. So I, I hope they do Nick and Pac next week. They they probably will. Yeah, that would be fucking awesome. And uh, I wasn't you know, what I what I liked about it. I wasn't sure what to expect because I know Nick and Phoenix put on a great fucking match before those two. So I was curious, can Matt do it? Because Matt is different from Nick. You know, Matt is more grounded than Nick is. You know, his work. Um, so I was wondering, like, can he do a great match with Phoenix like Nick did? And he can like uh, I was like this shit was fucking awesome. Yeah, I enjoy I enjoy this way more than I thought I was gonna enjoy it. Uh, after this, we have um, uh, Mox, uh, John Moxie and Kevin uh, Ed, Kevin Kingston. Uh, Kevin, that's his brother. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Kingston doing a promo, uh, and basically the focus of these guys and then Kenny Omega later was explaining you know move you know fixing the fucking dud. Right. Um. So. That was the focus. I wish the focus was... Some of the focus should have went on what happened during that. Because I felt like nobody was selling the match. They were just focusing on fixing the duck. They'll, they'll, focus, they'll focus on fixing the part that everybody's talking about. Yeah. Which is the smart. Right. But I kind of wish... I mean, John Moxie kind of did because you saw him like aching and shit like that. But that was as far as it went. Yeah. You know, but he took a fucking wandering angel into a fucking chair. You know, got folded into the chair. So I wish a little bit more selling. You know, same thing yeah. with Kenny. Kenny, it wasn't really selling it at nah. all. See, that's one of the things that I, I notice it more. I've been noticing a lot lately on both. When you have a brutal match like that, sometimes you don't. They don't sell it the following week. Doesn't always happen. I'm not saying everybody. I'm saying I know it's in NXT too. You have a brutal match one week and you won't sell it the next week. Yeah. Like, sell it for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Pretend you're hurt. Yeah, put, on, put some bandages. Dude, put some bandages. Dude, I, I, I get out of bed the wrong way and I'm limping around <laughs> for a couple of days. Pretend uh, you're hurt. I guess they're wrestlers and they're better than us. I guess so. But I, I love the explanation. We talked about it. Did we talk about it in this episode or last episode? What? The explanation here. We talked last episode. We did. Okay. About so, the PTSD thing. Yeah, I thought, listen... I said this I don't know if I said it on the show but I said give yeah I did say it on Facebook give Eddie the mic this guy's gonna fix it and he pretty much did yeah for the most part he, I, he fixed his situation he fixed his end of it yeah and I, I, I praised it I praised it last, on the last show I thought it was a great way to fix it and he made it work yeah Listen, I like them together. I kind of like them together. Yeah, I like the idea of them being a tag team too, which we'll I'll get into later. But I, I do have a problem. But it's nothing to do with them. But it's, it's a booking issue I have. We'll get to when we get All to right, it. We'll get, we'll get there when we get there. Um, I do like them as a team. It kind of gets Moxie out of the title picture for a while. Right. Yeah. You know? And so that's a good thing for him to just be with 
Kingston for a while as his tag team. Um, my uh, my only problem with that is I hope they have the tag belts to take away from another tag team that's actually you know legit tag team. I don't think they'll win them though. Yeah, I hope. Um, but regardless, but uh, Kingston was great. I knew he was going to be able to do it. I've seen this guy run a a promo on a cookie, and it was fucking beautiful. I seen him do promos on gummy bears, and it was fucking beautiful. So, so I knew if he if they give him the mic, he's gonna work it, and he did, and it was believable because the stuff he said about him having the PTSD and having anxiety and it reminded him of that time when he was about to be arrested and put into Rikers and shit like that and and he fainted from that and all that shit came came crawling back to him you know you believe it because odds are that shit was real you know that's the life he lived you know so so it, it comes out very genuinely it's, I think that's an incredibly wrong word um, <laughs> comes out genuine uh, very genuine when he says it and I'm like you believe it you know so that was great um, they played the hat yeah so I wrote they played the hat they were dealt um, and uh, they just leaned into it they just leaned into the problem and so they worked in it. this was what AW is usually good with just leaning into it uh, next, we got Cody defeating a guy called Seth Gargis. Uh, he's been on Dark a couple times. Um, this was just a squash, 90 seconds or something like that. I, for a squash, I gave it four. Yeah, I'll go with that. Uh, but what was important about this was the aftermatch promo. He Shivani goes to interview him, which gets interrupted by Penta and the Spanish commentator, uh, Alex Abrahentes, who's a... Who's who's often on BTE and he's also Jesus. on on uh, other like dark and whatnot, um, and then uh, basically it's Penta uh, running a promo, cutting a promo on um, Cody because of what happened. Um, basically playing off what happened to stuff, uh, what happened on uh, the pay per view Revolution, the ladder match, because they kept getting each other's way in that match. So I guess Penta is just continuing that storyline from there. Uh, I thought this was great. I thought Penta is great on his own. Like just doing a promo in Spanish, he's great. Like even if you don't understand it. The the Alex Abrahantes here, the translator, I thought he was good. And he came off cocky as well, which I wasn't expecting him. Like he like he would translate with attitude. You know, like he's a better wrestler than you is what he's saying, you know. So I thought that was great. So it basically came down to um, Penta saying that he's going to break his arm uh, so much that he's not going to be able to, to carry his daughter, his newborn daughter, once she's born. And that pissed off Cody. And then and they, they go into They start fighting and get pulled apart. Uh, I thought it was great. I thought Penta came off looking like a badass. And this works because of Cody's shoulder. And Penta has an arm breaker finisher. Or one of his finishers is like an arm breaker. So it works. So this could be a good thing, like a good way, rather, to get him out of TV for a while. Right. You know, they'll injure his shoulder, and then he gets to go take care of his baby. Uh, I love it. I thought it was good. The story writes itself. Uh, after this, we have Chuck Taylor, Orange Cassidy promo. Oh, God. This is whatever. I thought it was over. 
No. At Revolution, but they have to continue it. Of and this course is, they do. This is where I think this will be the over, uh, because, like I said before, I think this is where they lose this match, Miro and uh, Kevin. And they break up. And this is where Miro's probably going to take Kevin and put him through all those fucking games or whatever. So the idea was, yeah, so the idea was that they're setting up another match, uh, but this time they're going to have arcades all around the ring. And they're gonna. I don't know. I don't know how you win the match. Do you have to put someone through an arcade to win no it? No idea. Whatever. And Chuck Taylor said, "If I lose, I'll be your, I'll be your, your butler forever." Yeah. So, so you know he's not losing. Yeah. So I did like the way it ended with um, Orange Cassidy saying, "We break you," kind of bringing yeah, yeah. the the whole Meryl thing, the Rusev day. Um, but other than that, this was whatever. Yeah. Thirty seconds didn't hurt. Uh, Shivani oh yeah yeah. so Shivani interviewing Sting uh, oh look another Sting interview yeah uh, and another interruption <laughs> yeah uh, but this time it's Lance Archer who's interrupting because he wants his time he feels like he hasn't been given his time which I'm sure you agree um, and uh, so I'm curious as to where this is going are they going with Sting versus Archer I hope not um it could be a good way to get rid of Sting for a while. Just have Archer destroy him. And Sting goes away for a little bit. And then they can have a Sting returns and Sting! Yeah. <laughs> um, so that happened. And then after that, we have an interview with Dasha and QT Marshall and Lee Johnson. And this is where a lot of the East Coast was having trouble with. Um, where... Didn't it happen before? Did it happen during the interview or during the match? During the interview is when it started, and then it continued throughout the match. Um, so QT and, uh, and Lee Johnson were having an interview with Dasha, and they got the majority of the interview in there. So you know, talking about he's here, like you know what happened because uh, we didn't talk about it, but QT Marshall um, threw over the the Gun Club in right. the tag in the tag um, Rumble. And uh, um, Dustin got pissed off. Like, what are you doing? They're a part of our Nightmare Factory guys, right? Blah, blah, blah. And so QT got pissed off at Dustin and threw himself out and got himself eliminated, therefore starting this whole turn. Um, so here, Dasha's asking him, like, what was that about? And he's like, listen, my emotions got the best of me, blah, blah, blah. He's here to support Lee Johnson. And then off to the races we go. And then, like, towards the end of this interview, that's where, all of a sudden, it just clips into a game, an NBA game. You know, the NBA Live game was actually San Antonio and Dallas? Are Houston and Dallas? Yeah. Yeah, so, cause I, I, yeah. so I guess TNT does feeds, does the West Coast feed for that game. Yeah. Yeah. So, this was, unfortunately, it was not AEW, it was TNT. Um... Uh, but AW is going to get blamed for it. Well, no, it's not that they're going to get blamed for it. Is that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I that's mean, a it, that's a production error that should no, it's, have happened. No, it's TNT. Right, but AW should have their own production team overseeing everything. And the fact that it went on, but as it's long not. As it that's did. different. That's that's the TNT thing. TNT has to fix that. You know, um, AW has they have to focus on the show that they're producing live. You know. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, because after the dud, everything's gonna get blamed on AEW. So, 
That's the problem, I, I think, the problem is if the thing that didn't happen on didn't happen on Sunday, it's like every it's like two two live shows in a row. There was a, there was a there was a problem. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. So the the NBA feed got put in. I was like, why am I hearing like basketball Marvin Gaye and basketball? Because the Marvin Marvin Gaye music was playing at one point, and then you're in defense during wrestling. Defense, match. Like, okay, like yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, originally I thought because I read it before I saw it that it completely just that was all you heard. But you hear the, you hear the wrestling behind it. At first, like during that end of that interview, that was all you heard. But then when the wrestling start started, you can hear some of that wrestling stuff and some of that commentary in behind, but. You can't follow along with it because you're listening to two different things. You're going to get a headache. Right. right? But, uh, which they found out right away, um, and they put the whole thing on YouTube Live. Um, not YouTube Live, but they put the whole thing on YouTube uh, for the people who couldn't see it. Um, I wouldn't say you missed much, though. The match was okay. I gave it three and a half. It was Ethan Page is basically a squash match. Yeah. Ethan Page defeating Lee Johnson. Um, not so much an easy squash match because they gave Lee Johnson a lot. I thought it was a good TV debut for Paige. Uh, solid angle at the end. Um, the, but unfortunately, it had those audio issues. Uh, but yeah, three and a half. And then uh, Ethan Page wins with the Eagle's Edge, I think he calls it. It's like the Razor's Edge. Yeah. It, it is the Razor's Edge. It's just he calls it the Eagle's Edge. Um, yeah, good little TV debut for him. Yeah, I, I would rather see him. Oh, I mean, I'm a fan of Sean Spears. Like I said on the last mm-hmm. show, I'd rather see him in that faction rather than Sean Spears. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, but the the big point of this match was during the match, Lee Johnson gets knocked out of the ring and he goes to QT for help. Or QT's just standing there like, "Help yourself, motherfucker." And then uh, after Ethan Page gets the win, Ethan Page goes super heel. It's us destroying the shit out of uh, Lee Johnson. And QT doesn't do anything to help. Dustin comes in to interrupt. And QT leaves Daly's place. Cementing the heel turn for QT Marshall. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. That's it. It's, it's uh, story building, bro. Uh, where do I stop again? After the cameo later. After this, we have Marvez. Marvez! It's a big thing on the Facebook page. Why? I don't know. Okay. It, but it's funny. Like, okay. It's just a Marvez watch. Huh? Luke. Luke. Uh, Zach Kersey likes him. Likes the guy. So expect the t-shirt, guys. Um, Marvez uh, interviews Adam Page. Um, this was just a cute little thing with him talking about what did he do with his money. And he, he bought a, a lawnmower. He bought all of Dwight Yoakam on vinyl. Most of it went to uh, the the Jacksonville education. He also bought like six cases of oh, six cases of whiskey. Yeah, and then he, yeah, probably that's probably where he taught. Yeah, and so so I thought this was cute, and then uh, all of the Dark Order come, or most of them, and they're like, "Hey, let's ride!" and they all jump on, except for five, because fuck five, um, and then they leave with the. Which almost tilted the fuck over yeah. on live TV. I was like, oh no. <laughs> um, but I thought it was funny. I thought it was a cute little thing just to, to talk about. And I like how like cowboys are getting rich on both these shows, man. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got Grimes. I, I don't think he's using his money as good as Grimes, though. No, no, no. Like, he just not. gave it all away to the, the, the school. He, he went on a spending spree and got rid of all in one shot. Yeah. Uh, but he bought what he wanted and yeah, then yeah. gave the rest away. Like, oh, man. But, uh, but yeah, it was a good little program. Moving on with that. And then after this. Oh, okay. And after this, we got the Callus and Omega promo. Which, again, I thought this was great. These guys are perfect heels. Um, yeah, so the uh, Kenny Omega comes out, and they're tr- they're they're spinning in a little bit different way, you know, you know they're making fun of Eddie Kingston because Eddie Kingston said, yeah, go ahead make fun of me in his promo, so they came out and made fun of him, um, and they talked about how, you know, maybe they meant for it not to blow up, or maybe they did, you know, because either way they would win, right? Right. If if it doesn't blow up, you guys look like idiots. If it did blow up, you guys are dead. You know that type of shit. You know they left it up in the air. You know, uh, so I thought that was great. Uh, Eddie Kingston comes out at one point and he's he looks and he counts one two three four and he's like well fuck it and he gets in the ring. Um, and then they, they start running and then Callis run does a promo on him. Oh, you skipped the sixty nine part. That no, I'm getting to that. That's oh, what okay. I'm saying. Yeah. Um. Because uh, Eddie Kingston comes in, he has to come in first. Uh, Eddie Kingston comes. I in. thought it was after. I thought. Oh, I thought it happened before he came in. No, because remember they do the countdown. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, right, right. Um, so Eddie Kingston comes in. Uh, Callis cuts a promo on Kingston, saying like you were an impact, but you had potential, but you were, you know, too good for your own self. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then Callis gave him ten seconds to get out, and he's like, listen. I'll give you a countdown to help because I know you're not that intelligent. So I'll give you a countdown to help and they run the same countdown that they did in the revolution. And then that's when Kenny Omega grabs him, grabs his own mic and he's like, oh, 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 oh no, the countdown. And then he starts, he goes down. He's like, quick, Callus, dry hump me. North, south me. 69 me. And then Callus, he's 69 me. And then Callus does it and then they, they, I, I thought it was hilarious. These guys are great fucking heels. Just asshole fucking heels. And um, and then he Kenny does his own promo on Eddie, and then he's like, "What do you say?" He's like, "Uh, oh, go ahead, punch me. Go ahead, go ahead. You don't have the guts." And then uh, of course Eddie Kingston, he's he's not smart for his own good, right? So he just looks around. He's like, "Fuck it," and he just fucking whacks the shit out of Eddie of Kenny, who I think sold that way too much, because if you watch the sh- the hit, he just drops dead. And then the good brothers start fighting, and then um, Moxie comes out, right? Yeah. Yeah, Moxie comes out to help, and then they're all fighting outside. And then uh, Ken- Kenny starts coming out, getting uh, up. But behind him comes Christian Cage. His music hits at one point. And there's also a countdown. Yeah. That should go. The countdown yeah, 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 bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. It's good for the reveal, but. Well, that's the, that was his thing in TNA, too. That was his um, Titan TNA. Oh, the whole countdown thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe keep it, I guess. I don't know. But, uh, but, uh, where was it? Yeah, so he comes out because it was supposed to be his segment. That's right. I, I skipped right, that right. Part. It was supposed to be his interview. Yeah, Shivani came out and he was supposed to interview Cage, but Kenny's music hits and then it's Kenny and then Shivani's like, what the fuck, again? With another interruption? So at least I, I hate the interruptions that they keep doing, but I like that they acknowledge that they keep doing it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they did this. So yeah, so then Christian Cage comes out, 
and then Kenny gets up and it felt palpable like those two big stars in the ring and then Kenny wants puts his hand out like yo shake my hand you know this is my ring you're in my ring show it and Christian doesn't doesn't want anything to do with it Kenny tries to attack him and then he reverses it and he's about to get the kill switch or whatever he's gonna call it here um you think they'll call it kill switch? Or? I can't remember what he called it in TNA. I got, I got to look it up. Wasn't it the unprettier in TNA? Hold on. Um. But yeah, so, so he almost gets the kill switch on on uh, Kenny, but uh, Callus grabs Kenny's leg and pulls him out, and then as they're leaving, Christian grabs the title, and they tease us like, can it happen? Yeah. So that's somewhere down the line. See, my only problem with this was that the minute Christian came, everybody else disappeared. Well, they were fighting. Like, but, but they, they, didn't, they didn't show them this. They didn't show them brawling to the back. They you did to see that? Disappeared. Do you need to see that? Yeah. They fought and left. I was like, oh, Christian said, okay, guys, we're done, we're done with this thing. Let's go. No, they back. were fighting and they left. Uh, but I like the angle. I thought it was a great angle. And it teased a lot of things, teased the whole thing with the Good Brothers and Moxie and and uh, Kingston. Uh, teased the Cage and uh, Christian. And uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm loving it. Um, go. All right. I got to find it. get back to it. All right. So, hour two opened up with Adam Cole pacing backstage, getting ready for his title match. A lot of people asked him why he did what he did. He said, Kyle and I stepped out of place. I had to put him down. Go last week, Roger Strong tried to question him. He beat him down, too. Cole's like... This is how to remind them who the leader of UE is. And UE is only dead when he says so. As far as he's concerned, he's got rid of dead weight. Yeah, so he's an undisputed error onto himself. He's like, people look at Finn Balor as the greatest NXT champion. Either, but I held the belt for over 400 days to beat everyone. Yeah. And it's time I win the title back. You know, my first reign was special. You just wait. I love the promo. I thought the promo was, yeah, it was good. fantastic. Adam Cole's a great heel. Yeah. He's better. He's one of the guys that's better as a heel. Yeah. I, um, I did not want him to win this, though. I want the Finn to win this. But I thought this was fantastic. Right, so then they show, they show Shotzi and Ember backstage being applauded because they won the belts. Everybody's applauding them except for Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae. Then they walk off. They meet Johnny Gargano Austin Theory. And they do that whole thing with Loomis. Yeah, so it looks like we're getting that match at some point. Loomis and Theory. Yeah, next week. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was... Yeah. I mean, the only thing that I, that I thought was great about this was that it was just this moment. It was right. just a small segment. I'm like, oh, at least. But yeah, I'm tired of this. This whole way stuff. And then we did um, Caden Carter versus Zia Lee. I kind of tuned this match out a little bit. It wasn't much of a match. Yeah. It was DQ'd, so they, didn't, they weren't allowed to have a regular match. I thought it was dumb. They've, they've went over the line with this one for me. Over the line like that. I was offended. No, I wasn't offended. <laughs> <laughs> How dare they? I draw the, I draw the line yeah. here. I, like every week, every time we, we talk about a Zia Lee segment, I'm always kind of defending it. Even though it's kind of dumb how they got us here. Yeah. But I did like at least it was like one of their most well, like, thought out stories, right? Zaylee at the start was this jobber. She never got wins. Right, like right. That. They built they built her up. And then and then she started getting the letters. 
saying we never got to see what those levels said, but basically saying like you better start getting wins, right? Yeah. And so she kept demanding matches from Rigo. And every time she got a match from Rigo, she would lose. And then Boa shows up with more letters. And then they get kidnapped or whatever. And they get they get tortured and they become fucking monsters in their own self. And now they become badass when they return. And that's like another problem I had with this whole gimmick here. It had no logic what they did here. Because um, uh, the other Casey comes out. Katie, uh, Kat, Kat Katie Zara. Zara, yeah. She comes out, this little framed little girl on crutches, and hits the other, the Zaylee with the crutch. And she's yelling at Zaylee, you went too far. I'm like, you're fucking killing her with crutches. And she's yelling at her that she went too far. All Zaylee's been doing was having matches and winning. Right, <laughs> I'm like, what? The, how does this? Well, make no, sense? she went too far because she tried. To, she tried to cripple Zai. She tried. She crippled Kings because they there. kept getting in her face. That's on them. That's on them. I she said, she... "Leave, don't fucking run," you know. And then, and then the, the other part I didn't like was she's getting beat up by this crutch from this little girl, and she's all of a sudden scared of Cat and Zaro. I'm like, you went through this whole torture segment. We saw videos every PTSD. week. PTSD. Good save. Good save. They should do that. Yeah, she got PTSD of her training. <laughs> Alright, so let's move on. Good. This was the next part. You I popped a little bit for the next part. Jordan Devlin. Nah, I didn't. Sitting at Dublin Airport. It's been a hell of a year. He's sick of the Irish weather and thinks it'll be a real shame if the next takeover didn't have the real Cruiserweight champion. He's like, well, my travel ban has been lifted and that means Santa Escobar's time playing champion is up. He's coming to NXT next week to find out who the real Cruiserweight champion is once and for all. Why do you like it? He's another name on the Speaking of Hell thing. Right. And he was a big one. So, it, as a talent, of course, I want to see him and stuff like that. But it's just, it bothers me when I see... When I see... It, it takes the air out, like, like, when, like when it was Velveteen Dream. You know? I was like... <sighs> you know, like, I what just don't it, What were the accusations against Jordan Devlin again? Uh, he was abusive to it. Like I think there was like pictures that his his girl released and all that stuff of him beating her. Or something. I wonder if WWE investigated it first. Like you know maybe they didn't find anything. You know WWE won't say anything. Like if they don't find anything, they'll just put you back on TV. So maybe they investigated yeah, and didn't find not anything. Not knowing is not. It doesn't it help. Doesn't help. You know? Right. So as of right now, he's an accused, and there's proof. And I need something that. I need something that elevates, you know, that gives me something else, you know? But look, Santos Escobar, Jordan Devlin is going to be a great match, though. It should be. All right, I so hope they give it to Santos, though. So next up, Santos Escobar is backstage with Regal. He's not happy. He's saying, that, you know, talking about Jordan Devlin coming back. And we all know that they can be the real Cruiserweight champion. Santos, no, I'm the champion. So next up, we get Joaquin Wilde and Paul Ma- Raul Mendoza against Grizzle Young Vets. I'm always going to say it like that now. Yeah. So they come out. All of a sudden, Joaquin um, Wilde got the advantage on on Drake. Out comes Fandango. Fandango is astronauts. Distracted Wilder Mendoza. Allow it. No, you got it wrong. No. It wasn't Fandango as astronauts. I'm not done yet. Oh, I'm sorry. You were kayfabe in your own kayfabe. I'm sorry. No, I'm just reading it. That's why. Oh. The two astronauts take their helmets off. It's actually Wesley and Nash Carter. Um, MSK. Yeah. Grizzly Young Vets are stunned a while and Wild rolls up Drake for the win. And then they have a little celebration in the ring together with Rizango and MSK. 
So obviously we're getting MSK and probably for the titles at TakeOver. Who? We'll probably get MSK versus Lorcan and Birch. Oh, okay. And then we'll get MSK versus Girls Young Vets feuding, feuding over the belts. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm down for. That'd be cool. I just didn't like this whole segment. The se- it was like stupid, match, but I popped yeah. a little bit for it, but it was stupid. Yeah, I gave it two and a half, the whole match. The um, match itself was stupid. The segment was fun, though. Yeah, yeah, I, I, the, the segment was fun. No, yeah, the I'm match, yeah, the match was one. nothing, but the segment was fun. Yeah. I know they have Michael Gonzalez and Dakota Kai being interviewed. Talking about their short title reign, all of, what, an hour? Yeah, it was one hour title reign. But they'll always be the first. Right. You know what I'm saying? How long the belt is, how long the reign was, they want the belts back. And Io Shirai comes out and speaks to Japanese Gonzalez. Io says, I want you next. So we're getting that match at table. Yeah. And that match at highlight night one. Second? That should be the main event for night one. Okay. Table. Yeah, that should. Um, Actually, it should be main event for night two. If I'm speaking honestly. Like the way they built the Kelly Gonzalez up, that should be the main that should be the last match of the takeover. Yeah. I mean they'll probably put in on night one because I've I don't know what the numbers are, but their woman stuff do do good numbers. Um ratings wise or something. Right. Uh, so they might put it on night one just to get it on TV. That makes sense because the NXT does have the best women's division in wrestling. I don't know. Who was better? What division is better than what, what division is better than NXT right now? How is their How is their division like great? How is it not great? How is it great? What are you doing? You're just a hater. What are they doing? You're just a hater. What are they doing? You're just a hater. You're just a hater. <laughs> that's fine though. You're just a hater because you know that's the best division in wrestling, in women's division in all of wrestling. You know it is. I don't think so. What division is better? <laughs> Stop. So the next thing we go to commercial break. Stardom. In America. Because <laughs> Stardom's an all wrestling, all women's wrestling promotion. You can't yeah. count that. You can't. All, it's all women's wrestling. Uh. All right, so next up. <laughs> stop. As, as Grill Monsoon would say, will you stop? <laughs> so next up we have Thatcher and Chomp. give you a sound bar, a soundboard. That should be one of the buttons. <laughs> Dude, we gotta do that. We gotta figure out how to do it, yeah. And keep a button like right by us, like like a mouse right by us. Will you stop? That would be we, we gotta do that. That'd be cool. And we're back. So next up, Thatcher and Chomp are backstage and ask about joining Imperium. Chomp said he isn't interested, but he's interested in the generals. Mm-hmm. The guy who sits across the pond with the title and lets the goons do his bidding. So next week we have Imperium versus Playing Imperium versus Thatcher and Chompa. Yeah, but did you notice? Thatcher, that doesn't look happy about it. Yeah. So you, I think you didn't say anything about this whole thing. Yeah. So you think you think? I think he turns. I think he joined Imperium down here, huh? You think we're getting a horseman beat down? Yeah. Oh yeah. And we get and we're gonna get Imperium. We're gonna get Runkov back, basically. I hope they swerve us and they make us believe that Thatcher's gonna turn. And Chompa joins. No, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. come on. I'll be no, cool. No, no. I, I, they make us believe that Thatch is going to turn, and he doesn't. And he saves his partner. Because, come on, they just got together. And they're good together. Yeah, I know. Why would you want to break this up already? You know? Yeah, I agree with you. And then you have a program between Imperium and these, these old grizzled guys. What they could do is you could have the, the program and build up the turn. Do the turn down somewhere down the line. I don't need turns. That's a WWE thing. I don't need turns. All right. Next, main event time. 
Finn Balor, Adam Cole. Holy crap. Not as good as some of the previous matches. No, but I thought this one was excellent. It was. It was like, I went four. I match a knife for me. Yeah, it's hard. It was like easy four. You can talk me up to like four and a half. Yeah. But it was an easy four. Like that Finn's run in NXT has been the best run of his career in yeah. WWE. I think they need new things, though, with Finn, though. Like, his matches are getting samey. Well... Because it's always about... It's always about being smart, right? It's always about body parts and stuff like that, right? But... And not, I wasn't feeling this for this match, but at some point, we're going to need some different things other than, all right, let's just aim for his jaw because he has that injury, you know? Yeah, they, 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 they are focused. I will give you that. They are focusing on the jaw a little bit yeah. because... It, but I like, I, mean, I, I kind of like it because it is long term a little bit. Yeah. Like you know, you, you it remind us that Finn had a broken jaw. Yeah. So all his title matches, his opponent, your opponent, always gonna go for what they perceive as a weak spot, yeah. and the weak spot is the jaw. Yeah. This is a match of the year contender for me. It's up there, like I said. It's it won't win it, but it's definitely up there though. Yeah. So the match changed where at one point Cole's outside the ring, like on the barrier, and who who appears? Kyle O'Reilly looked like a member of Metallica early saying, early 80s member of Metallica it looked like he came out of Greece or something <laughs> no he was in Metallica he, he had, had a Metallica like a shirt he looked like he was in he looked like a cross between he looked like a 60s like gang no. and stuff like that he looked like he came from Happy Days go, go look at the early the early pictures of Metallica in their early band days that's what it looked like I got Metallica vibes from him besides the fact they had a Metallica shirt <laughs> so he came out basically just distracted Cole because Cole was freaked out like he seen a ghost he thought he thought Cole Colorado was gone I thought Cole did that really well too he did no, he, like he, the surprise of it right I didn't like that it happened well I do at this point I, I, I didn't want any interruption you know? but, no but, but it made sense that it was Colorado that did it though fine but you, you could have done it after the match you know and you still have him saw that but it, it wasn't it wasn't offensive I wasn't like I didn't take away a star for it or anything like that right. but I just I just didn't want to happen in in the middle of the match. Just have just have Finn and Cole finish this match cleanly. Then you could do well, like to surprise. Well, kind of well, like they did with Cross later on. I don't mean to get ahead. Right. But you know, just do something similar like that. Yeah. But I like it though because because Cole can always say, you know what, Finn, you didn't beat me cleanly. If Kyle Riley wasn't there, I would have won that match. So if you eventually you do want to put the title on Cole, Cole said, I do, I earned a rematch at some point. I mean, you only won because Kyle Riley was there. I mean, he can just. Earn a rematch. <laughs> I think he will get it because I think Cole should be the champion. No, no, no I don't. And want have Cole. Kyle Riley chasing him for the belt. I don't want Cole champion anymore. I we've, do. We've had it already. I do. We've had it for a long time too. So I do. I want something new, something different. So anyway, so so after the distraction, Balor hits nineteen sixteen on the floor, then Kuda grind the ring for the pin. Mm-hmm. After the match, Kyle Riley comes in, starts beating down on Cole. But it was weird because when when Kyle Riley came in the ring, Cole was on one end out, and Finn was on the other end. I didn't know what Kyle Riley was going to do. Like, mm-hmm. I, I almost felt like Kyle Riley was, gonna, was gonna, just going to attack Finn Bell. You really want that. I, You've been, I, I didn't feel No, that I thought maybe he would go after both of them, like go after Cole because of what he did, but he also wants the NXT Championship. Like, he, like he'll just attack them both. Yeah. No, I didn't, I didn't feel that at all. I felt like I liked that scene too where Finn was like, He's all yours. You right. Know? I, I, I thought that was really That's cool. why I expected Kyrie to hit him first. Yeah. Like, don't forget about me. I'm still here. Like, I still want that belt. 
before he goes after Cole. Right. So anyway, he goes right after Cole. He rips off the UE armband, yeah. signifying the end of Undisputed, at least by him, by his standards. So the referee came out that they... Um, Supposedly, O'Reilly got injured during yeah, this whole thing. I, he said that he re-injured, re-aggravated injury. Yeah, like a like a disc or something. Yeah, like I hope it's not serious. Because yeah. we're getting Finn and Kyle O'Reilly to take over. It's possible just to keep him out for a little bit longer. Or it could be k too. That's what I mean. It could be work. Just right. keep him out just a little bit longer. So anyway, so O'Reilly looks like he hit a brain bust on the steel steps, but the, the referee break it up, because why not? <laughs> you know, we got to save somebody's life. So they, run, they, they go backstage fighting, whatever. So Finn is in the ring alone. He looks over his shoulder and says, what took you so long? But you don't know who he's talking to. <laughs> and so it's his cross standing there. I, I loved it. And it was awesome. But it was so melodramatic. It was always it's like a drama show where he's standing there like, what took you but so long? But see, what I like about it. Like, <laughs> like a western it, or some shit. What I liked about it is that Finn Balor was like so entranced what was going on outside the ring. Mm-hmm. That he wasn't paying attention to his surroundings. But he felt them. <laughs> or he caught a glimpse like, I have a No, the, the idea is that he, like, he's this cool fucking badass guy who's like, and all of a sudden you could hear the... Yeah. And he's like, what took you so long? So <laughs> we are getting Finn and Cross to take over. Yeah. Probably highlight Rat Night 1 or 2. Yeah. Right. Who would you want to win that? Uh, I don't know. It, it could be anyone. I would... You could give it to Cross so O'Reilly could take it from Cross. You know? And just have... Cross have a quick run with the belt then give it to O'Reilly then, yeah. then Finn could chase the belt? Yeah, then Fisk can... Fisk. Finn could chase the belt or go somewhere else maybe do like a tag with someone else um, to do something different. Yeah? So having... I always... think Finn wins it and sends Cross to, us to Raw SmackDown. I think Finn... Lo- I think Finn beats Cross... And then Cross debuts at, at um, WrestleMania. That's possible. Which I wouldn't mind. Because yeah. Vince, is, from what I read, Vince wants Cross on the main roster. Well, that was the plan from Jump. So, I mean, I think this thing, him getting hurt, delayed it. So, I think he loses to Finn, and then just goes, jumps, to, jumps right to WrestleMania. Well, like, maybe as a surprise entrant in something. Or maybe, maybe they, they kayfabe somebody getting hurt. Like in a title match, they do something and he just debuts and destroys somebody and that's his debut. Uh, at Mania? Yeah. No, I think he'll show up, maybe destroy someone, but I don't think he'll have an actual match. I think he'll just show up and just fuck someone up and then that'll be for... I mean, if they if they want to put... What they could do is have um, Drew win the belt back, which is, which is we think is, what we think is happening. I'm going with Lashley. Uh, even have Lashley win the belt, keep the belt, and then Cross attack. You know, Cross appears at the end. He's the next challenger. Oh, then then you got heel versus heel. That's why I'm saying Drew McIntyre. Uh-huh. But we, I don't know if they're gonna throw Cross right into that program though. Why not the main event? Why not? He's not ready for that. Or have Cross? Yeah, why not? He's not ready for that. Cross. Cross is not ready to be a main on that. You guy. know, but you could do it even better. Have him like be the next in line for Roman Reigns. But he doesn't have to get a fight. Like he said, you know, don't forget Roman. He goes, when the time comes, I'm here. Then the, the, the next few weeks, you have Cross is beating people after person after person to eventually earn his title shot. But he's showing up to remind Roman the landscape has changed because he's here now. That Roman has to watch out. And you have Cross keep winning, or eventually he has to get a title shot because he's been winning. Yeah. 
every week. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. So that closes out NXT. What was your favorite sh- match on your show? Main event. Though that women's match came damn close. I almost want to tie those two. That's how good they were. I don't. I thought it was really good, but I didn't give the women's thing. I'm going to give it to the main event. Yeah, I am too. I say it came close, but I'll give it to the main event. Uh, you got to do, do your second hour? Yeah, yeah I'm going to do my second hour now. Just trying to find my spot. There we go. <coughs> Excuse me. So next up, we have... Thunder Rosa, Shida, Ryo Mizunami defeating Britt Baker, Maki Ito, and Nyla Rose. Uh, this was the most gentleman of gentleman threes I could give. I, I wouldn't even go that high, dude. I give it a gentleman's two and a half. Nah, it was it was fun. <coughs> Excuse it started me. Out, bless you, it started out um, very fun. Where Maki Ito, the, everyone comes out, the, the heels come out, and then the the Makito starts singing and then the faces start attacking and then there's this whole brawl all over and Makito's still singing her entrance. Yeah, I was like, oh my god. I loved it. it. It's like Nero playing fiddle while Rome burns, you know? I thought it was funny. I thought it was, like, this was awesome. That part was awesome where you just see this chaos all over the place but she's right there just singing her song. I thought that was great. But then it proceeds to where... Who was it? Shida comes to attack Makito. Makito does these weak fucking mic hits I've yeah. ever seen. Like it's like it's like it's like yeah yeah. No, no one sees what they do. Yeah, but, it's a radio band. But they sounded so fucking loud because the mic the microphone was making them seem. Loud. I know, but I was like, oh, you know. But then and then they got in the ring. Then things got put together at some point. Where Thunder Rosa come out, she did some great work in the match. Um, she did like this can- Cancun spin outside the ring. My like Thunder Rosa was the best part of this stuff going on here. Uh, but everyone else just seemed to to feel like lost at points, you know. And then the end, it ends with uh, Makito taking the pin from Thunder Rosa because Thunder Rosa does a driver and basically kills her. <laughs> um. And I thought that that was great. And then the aftermatch was the most important part here. It was the, the aftermatch beat down on Thunder Rosa from Bit Breaker, Rebel, and um, what's her face? Uh, fuck. Nala Rose. No, the Guerrero. Vicky. Vicky. Thank you. Um, uh, so I thought that was good. So I think, th- I mean, the, the moment Thunder Rosa gets in the ring, it, the match just gets really good. But she's, then she gets out of the ring, and then it's not as good. Right. You know? So she saves this for me. Um, I think she's such a benefit to AEW. I, I hope they're able to sign her. I really do. If she's not signed already, I feel like they're keeping that a secret, too. Um, I'm really into the Rosa Baker stuff. We'll get into more of that later. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I thought this was great. Gen- Gentleman 3, though. I went two and three quarters, two and a half. Yeah. I didn't know you said this. <laughs> Uh, after that, we have uh, Matt Hardy, Private Party, and uh, Butcher and the Blade and the Bunny I, promo. This is what I was talking about. Why? Well, I, I, then some of them, they don't know how to book the Butcher and the Blade. They keep shoving them around, doing different things with them. I would have rather have Eddie Kingston and Moxley 
Like the, the, the whole thing that happened with Kenny Omega, have Butcher and Blade come out to help them. Like, you know what? Eddie Kingston stuck by us through everything. So we're here for him now. Well, I would have preferred Eddie Kingston, Moxley, and the Butcher and the Blade together. There's like another faction? Why not? To go to war with the go to war with the good brothers and Kenny and Kenny Omega. It wasn't Kenny Anderson. Well Kenny Omega. That would have been a cool little thing. Like they're sticking by Eddie Kingston who stuck by them. Kenny, Eddie Kingston is the reason the Blade and Buddy got back together. Like the family was broken. He brought that family back together. Yeah, they, but I would have preferred that. Yeah, Butch and the Blade though, are also known for going to whoever pays them most. Yeah, but I they've, think this they set that precedent for them. Right, but this would be kind of a cool way to do it. Like we turned down more money because because of you. I think that would be kind of cool. I don't think it's necessary, though. This doesn't bother me. Um, that, that doesn't bother me, but I, would, I think I would have preferred that instead over them joining Matt Hardy. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but it was fine. I thought this was fine. Um, he's Matt Hardy's reeling over the loss, but apparently he has safes. Other safes. Uh, so I think that's going to be money. Uh, so I think that's going to be the story here, that he's going to be spending his money more now. Yeah. Um, Matt Hardy, rather. Uh, to try to get ahead because he lost so much to um, Adam Page. Um, after this, we have... Oh, after this, they announced... I don't know if Matt... No, yeah, I think Matt Hardy... <coughs> I think Matt Hardy and this new group he has is going to be fighting... Um, is it next week or this week? Well, next week. Well, next week for that show, this week. Oh, never mind. Never. Oh, <coughs> you right? Need some water. Hold on one second. <clears throat> his voice was normal again. Like he like 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 his voice was normal again. Yeah, it was weird. I think that that's why he, in the beginning of the show he was talking so much he wouldn't stop talking because he probably knew like he just had to get his voice vocal cords or whatever lubricated or whatever and then it would just kick in and that that's why he didn't stop talking. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I thought that was that was weird. Um, yeah, so Jungle Boy and Danny Limelight are going to be for Dark Elevation this Monday, or last Monday at the, the airing of this episode. Then we have Darby Allen defeating Scorpio Sky. Uh, I thought this was fucking awesome. It was. Um, I thought it was a great showcase for Sky. Uh, with some, they had like a lot of incredible counters, uh, which I like the idea that Sky probably watch tape of this guy and he knows what this guy's gonna do because there's a one point where he goes out the ring or he gets thrown out and then Darby is gonna do the move he always does where he does that suicide dive into the, someone's face and Scorpio Sky knows that so he's waiting for it he does a fucking RKO cutter thing as soon as Darby goes for his suicide dive and fucking cutters him on the outside awesome uh, there's I, was another, little, I was a little disappointed I didn't give it to Scorpio Sky yeah um, there was no point where he counters Scorpio Sky counters the the coffin de- the coffin drop 
almost called it Coffin Death Row, which he should call it. Yeah, like, like, like a little tribute to Sting, you know? Yeah. Um, he, <clears throat> I'm losing my voice again. He counters the coffin. Hilarious. He counters the coffin drop um, into a power bomb, which was awesome. You know, showing that he studied Darby, you know? Right. But, and then Darby played this whole match very technical himself, you know? And then to the point that that's how he won, you know? In a way that, it's a way that Cody won at one point, like with a roll-up type thing where um, Scorpio's guy was going for one of his finishers, the TKO, which is like this spin-out cutter thing that he does. But he spins out Darby, but Darby keeps spinning around and gets him into a, a roll-up and wins. I thought that was awesome. It just shows that they were smarter than each other, or they were trying to be. And then Darby just got over on him. Yeah. And then at the end of this match, um, Darby comes over with the title, and he pats Scorpio Sky on the back, and then he walks away, and this was too much for Sky. Sky gets up and beats the shit. Oh, early in the match, um, they worked me a little bit because I thought he actually got hurt, Darby. Because he, uh, he kind of does his backflip off of Sky and lands on his feet. But you can see, it felt like the backflip looked wrong. Right. So right, when he right, landed yeah, on his point. feet, yeah. I believed that he was probably was injured because of the backflip. But he wasn't. It was all at work. Um, which plays into this match, the the after match, where after Darby pats Scorpio Sky in the back, like, good, good, good job. Good try. Sky gets angry. And then attacks him on an injured leg, injured foot, and twists out his heel. Scorpio Sky does a heel turn, literally. You get it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um... Bazinga. Yeah. And so he, he attacks um, Darby Allen and turns heel. The, the referees come out. And he does the whole thing where he looks at his hands like, why am I so violent? And smiles. <laughs> and then he leaves. And he leaves through the heel tunnel. I don't... I... The match was great. I don't get turning him heel. And I don't get why they didn't give him the belt. Because they, they could have gave him the belt and still did exactly the same thing. Well, it's not his time yet. I think they're going to work up to the that. The problem is he's almost 40. He's have, Well, I'm not saying they're never going to do it. But I'm saying, like, the program is with Darby. This is, this is going to continue. So he's probably going to have a rematch with him. And he may win. Because uh, they showed here he came very, very close here several times and he studied Darby so now maybe next time it's just that one more now that he's a heel he's gonna have that extra edge you know and they were building up to this heel turn um cause they were doing it last week they did it a couple weeks on Dark they were doing it on Dynamite him turning heel they did a little bit on the Revolution show and now it's just here was just the solidification of it it's just now he's a Complete heel. Um, yeah, and I wouldn't mind him being the one that like destroys SCU, yeah, you know? because he's su- supposedly still. That's a sofa moving. Yes, a recliner. Yes, not someone doing a very long left cheek squeak. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so or get, is it? Like, so I gave this a four, easy four for me. Oh uh, yeah, I'll go with that. Uh, it was just so enjoyable. Um, did you have takes? I thought I think I cut you off. At one point. Well, my own take was I wish Scorpio. Scorpio, had one. okay. 
Um, after this, they show us what's, what we're going to have for next week, which is going to be next week. Now I got that word is stuck in my my rotary. Uh, next week, uh, they showed us they're going to have the St. Patrick's Day Slam. Uh, they gave us a card of Moxley and, and Kingston versus the Good Brothers. Cody versus Penta. Uh, Jurassic Express and Bear Country versus the Matt Hardy Private Party and um, Butcher and the Blade. Uh, I feel like something's going to happen between Bear Country and Jurassic Express. Because if you remember, Bear Country was the one that eliminated Luchasaurus in the Rumble. Right. So I, I'm curious if they're going to do something there between them. Uh, we're going to have Jade Cargill in action. And then the, the main event for the first time in AEW history, short history. Uh, we're having a women's main event between Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. In the unsanctioned lights out match. I, why are they doing that right? Shouldn't they, shouldn't they build up to that? They have been. They've been no, doing they, this for no, months between you them. No, no, not build up to the match. <clears throat> build up to the unsanctioned match. Let them have they a couple. Have. <sighs> Dude, they keep interrupting each other. They keep fighting each other outside the ring. Now, anything counts. Now they're going to destroy each other. I would have rather them have a couple of regular matches first. And then just end the double qualifications or whatever. And then build up to this. No, that's fine. It's good. It's like when they did um, Moxie and um, and Kenny in the Lights Out match. You know, this is fine. Um, so the, yeah, so I'm very interested in that. That seems like uh, this is the first time the women's have main evented uh, for AEW. So hopefully it does good with their. Right. Their, their quarter hours or whatever they do. Um, after this, we have the inner... And, oh, yeah. So, so technically, Darby Allin and Sky were the main event. Right. Um, so, and then after this, we have the Inner Circle War Council, which they talked about on Revolution, uh, which, you know, they said because, you know, they lost, so they're going to have a war council to discuss the future. So, they come out here, the Inner Circle comes out, and uh, Chris Jericho talks about... He, he, we're going to fix everything, and he's going to bring in a new member. Curious as who the fuck he was talking about. But uh, but then MJF uh, interrupts, and he's like, no, nah, we're probably going to need to cut some fat. And talks about um, kicking out. No, no, he didn't get to that yet. Uh, at this point, Sammy Guevara's music hits, and he comes out. So... And he's obviously a face now. Uh, but he's standing there chewing the fucking gum like a heel. We say he should stop that. If he's going to be a face, he got to stop that chewing the gum shit. Because chewing the gum, that's heel heat type of thing. You know, yeah. You know that shit? Uh, but yeah, he comes out. He shows a video of um, MGF planning to beat up. Um, to kick Jericho out. To kick Jericho out and beat him up. And then, uh, so then, uh, so then MGF. It's like, hey, I didn't want you to find out this way. And then he, he looks at the, the other guys, uh, beat them up. And they, so they're going to beat up both Sammy and Chris Jericho, and they get closer. And Jake Hager, don't forget, Jake Hager's there too. Boy. Yeah, Jake Hager and, and uh, I was supposed to say Private Party. Proud and Powerful, we're about to beat up uh, in the world. Was Wardle there? No, he wasn't. No, he, wasn't. he comes out later. Right. Um. So, um, so yeah, they're about to beat up on um, Sammy and uh, Chris Jericho. 
But then you kind of see Chris Yarko and Janice kind of wink. And they all stop and they turn around. And they, Chris Yarko's like, you don't think we fucking talk every day? You know, we knew what you were planning. They kick. Uh, Chris Yarko pushes him. If anyone's going to get kicked out, it's going to be you. And it's going to be by me. And he pushes him. He fires him from the inner circle. And MGF is on his ground. He's like, listen, I didn't want to break up your group. Because I was too busy making my own. And then the lights go out. And then the lights come back on. It's Sabu. <laughs> One of these days, it's going to be Sabu. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, it was not Sabu. It's to be announced name. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's FTR. It's Sean Spears. It's Wardlow. Tully. Yeah. Uh, that's it. That's it, right? And of course, MGF. <laughs> like, I, I got excited because I kept yeah, doing this. Like, I got more fingers. I could do this again. <laughs> Keep going. I, I, is that what your wife says? Yes. Uh, or you say to your wife? Huh? No, my rule. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. It's fine. So, uh, so, so yeah, so MJF, he shows his new group. They beat the shit out of Inner Circle. Inner Circle now has effectively turned face, and his new heel group is introduced. This whole segment was fucking awesome. Um, they take Chris Jericho, they power bomb him through the f- into off the a, stage, off the stage into a crash pad. But it looked kind of cool. It was a great visual when they kind of got from like under Jericho and then looking up up to Wardlow. Yeah, um, that was a cool visual. It's fucking awesome. And then you have MGF just sitting there looking at it, looking at it happen. And I thought it was awesome. MGF is obviously the flair of this group. <laughs> See, I read somewhere originally when they came, when they put this idea together for this new four horsemen group, it was supposed to be Cody. Remember, Cody dyed his hair black. Yeah, he was supposed to be healed group. Cody didn't want to do it. Oh, okay, so they did away with it. I, I, Cody like, would have been Cody would have been better. I like this better. Though. I don't because the logic doesn't make it. Have anybody trust MJF? He's turned on everybody. Everybody he's been associated with, he's turned on them. Why would anybody trust MJF? The fact he looks cool, but why would anybody trust MJF? There's no. Why would you trust him? If so long as you do what he tells you to do. No, that's bullshit. Why would anybody trust MJF? But so long as you do what he tells you to do, no. you, you'll 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 reap the benefits. I, I don't like it. I, I I like the idea of the group. I think it might say Ethan Page would yeah. be. I, I like Sean Spears. I would prefer Ethan Page in this role. I think it would have benefited Ethan Page more. Dead Sean Spears. Because he's a young guy. Sean Spears. I think we're going to get a lot of interesting stuff from Sean Spears here in this position. But yeah, I think Ethan Page would have worked. Uh, but the thing with Ethan Page and MJF in the same group, it's too much of the same thing. Right. Yeah. Um, have we talked about that? What? Page, Page, Cage, Cage. Yeah. It's getting too much. Yeah. They should have... Like uh, Ethan Page, Adam Page versus Christian Cage, Cage and, and Brian, Cage. Brian Cage. In a cage match. In a cage match. And, and, and a pay-per-view title, Path of Rage. Path of Rage Holds in a cage. And it should be commentated by Elliot Page and Nicholas Cage. Celebrity commentators. <laughs> I went too far with that. Uh, but no, I love this. Uh, I love this group. I just don't like the MJ because, like, to me, there's no reason why anybody should trust MJF. He's MJF was with Cody, turned on Cody. He joined the Inner Circle, turned on Jericho. Like everybody, he, every group he's been involved in, every pre- person 
that he's been involved. He almost turned on Wardlow, which, by the way, if they had completely gotten rid of that storyline of no, Wardlow wanting to be out. It's still in there. Because remember, Wardlow's doing this because he's being forced to do it. Yeah. But anyway, so everybody that's that associated I, with MJF, he's turned on everyone. Why would, logically, why would anybody team up with him? Because it's more beneficial. And I like the group. It's FTR, hot tag team. It's uh, Sean Spears, who's, he's like, he's number four in this group, or number five, whatever. Wardlow. I'm curious as to what they'll call themselves. Um, Is Wardlow it's been leaked be- already what they're going to call themselves. What? The Pinnacle. The Pinnacle? Yeah. Eh. What about this name? Soul to the Earth. That's more like MJF, though. Because he's the soul to the earth. He's so, the soul to the earth. so he's the, he put the group together. They're my group. They're the soul to the earth. I don't like. I feel like we have a case to sue AW. Why? Uh, because we run the SG1 Pinnacle. And <laughs> I don't like them using my fucking name <laughs> in their show. So expect a letter of cease and desist, yeah, good uh, good. Tony. Good luck with that. Uh, <laughs> But uh, imagine he's like, you know, I'm gonna pay you guys. I'm gonna pay you guys. Can you imagine? Oh, I'd be kissing your ass every fucking week. Hell yeah. <laughs> Dude, I would too. <laughs> not, not like AW, I would. Just give me, just give me some T-shirt money. That's it. That's all I want. Yeah. I, uh, I listen. It's gonna. I think it's gonna be regardless of if it. It's it's MTF. It's not gonna last long. It, I'm sure it's gonna last long enough. It's not. I think eventually he's gonna turn on him. He's gonna. Something's gonna happen at some point. It's gonna happen eventually. Uh, look how long Inner Circle lasted. You know, look it didn't last that long. Two years, and what, it is with, still going with, on with MJF. The, no, 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 Inner Circle with MJF. In it. Oh no, 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 that's what I'm talking. Forget no, no. I know. No, I'm talking about MJF involved with Inner Circle. His association didn't last that long. No, but this is different. This is more of his vehicle. You know, his group. Yeah, but the problem. The is, only thing that that would end this group. Would be someone from his group turning on him. I could see like you know? I could see MJF. Why would he turn on his own group? No, but I'm saying I could see MJF trying like doing stuff to make himself out to be the biggest star of the group. Like do like 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 doing something like in a tag match with Sean Spears and Sean's going for the pin. He tags himself in to get the pin. He wants the glory. Right. I could see him being like a glory hound, like not letting everybody play their role. He wants to be the center of attention, and I'm getting tired of it. Okay, but so that'll be them turning on him, right? But and kicking him out of the group. I think the group will last. I just don't like MJF as a leader. I just don't. I don't think it'll work. The dude's see, a great I think promo. The group would have been better. Would have been cool if it was FTR, MJF, and Cody. Like have Cody and MJF finally make amends. Like that group would have been fine. Nah, because I don't want. I don't want. I don't know. I, I rather. I'd rather it be MJF. Because I see Cody Rhodes as more of the Ric Flair type in a group. Because this is, listen, this is MJF. He's graduating now. He's going well into the main event here now. He's He has main evented, right? With Moxie and shit, right? So now this is him being in his own group now, you know? This is for him. That's I'm pretty sure that's why Cody bowed out of it, you know? Or one of the reasons. You know, like, give this to MJF. Let him take the reins. And he's gonna take it. And he's gonna he's gonna do well with it. It's MJF. Mm-hmm. The guy's a great promo. He's a really good wrestler. And the dude, the dude's I don't know how old he is. Like twenty something. The dude's a main eventer. I know. I and just, this group is gonna be just that. And I'm 
for me, the obvious part of this group is to make Wardlow. Because he is going to break free from this. And he's going to be a megastar. You know? They're going to... Or megaface or whatever the fuck. You know, he's going to break free. Because they still have that, like you brought up, that tie where he's being forced to do what MJF tells him to do. That's the whole idea of MJF. Um, Wardlow. You know, so eventually he's going to break free. And then they'll just be four. Right. Okay. I'm, we'll, but, we'll see. I just don't like so when I I like the idea of the group because they, they and then the problem, the problem they hint let when FTR and Sean Spears got together last week, Arn Anderson came out and did the Four Horsemen thing. Hmm. So you figured that, that Cody would be involved in it somehow because Arn Anderson gave the seal of approval. Yeah. I, well, I thought it was gonna be Brock, his son, but I I think what you you have brought it up. I think that whole thing was for Crockett Junior. You know, maybe like it's just like a tribute for him and stuff like that. Maybe like that. unless Cody puts his own group together to fight, you know, because he still doesn't like MJF, so maybe he puts his own group together, like you know, it's all it's all it's his four horsemen. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, yeah, him, Brock, um, Brock Anderson. Um, who, or, dude, let's let's a little little tangent. Book it? Little tangent. Who's okay. who's Cody's horseman to go against the Pinnacle? Uh, Brock. I mean, I don't, I'm not gonna say Brock Anderson because I don't think he's ready for it yet. Ethan Page. As for tag team, ooh, Hollywood Blondes. I mean, uh, um, the Varsity Blondes. Thank you. Yeah, no, yeah, that works. Maybe take out Paige. I like Paige though. Put Nemeth. But he's such a jobber though right now. <laughs> he's not yeah, there yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. But I, I like the um, Varsity Blondes, Ethan Page and Cody. I want the Brock in there though. But. Brock the legacy, could be, yeah. yeah, but Brock could be that guy, like the young guy that comes out with them. He helps them out. He's learning. He's watching Cody. He's watching Cody in the ring. He's learning from Cody. Oh, Lee Johnson. Not yet. Because that that would be a good. I'd rather to have push an, him up. I'd rather have an established guy in that third spot in that spot. Hmm. I'd rather because I, I could believe Lee, Ethan Page winning the TNT title. More than I could believe Lee Johnson or Brock Anderson winning the TNT title mm. as, a, as the secondary title. Right, right. So Cody, Ethan Page, and um, Varsity Blondes. That works. I like that. That works. Good, good idea. That's good. Yeah. So that's my show. Your show? Yeah. Our show. No, I'm saying for because I didn't give, I didn't finish. Oh, okay. I'm like, wait, this is our show. I'm like, what, you're kicking me out of the show? What the uh, hell, dude? <laughs> what the fuck, dude? I thought it was uh, I thought Dynamite closed really good. I thought it was a hell of an angle. The heels look smart. And uh, the now turned babyface in a circle still looks smart. Or just not as dumb as the heels, you know? Right. So I thought that was good. Um, and look, like they put like 11 people here into great positions, you know, to, to, to get ahead. So I thought that was really good. Like they really did, uh, what's the word? To, to excel. Right. Um, so and they, they kind of pair up nicely, you know. I can see pop proud and powerful versus FTR, you know. I can see a uh, Wardlow and um, Sammy Hager, which happened already. Jake Hager. Sam, I say Sammy Hager again because of the tag team. Yeah. Um, I can see Spears and Guevara, you know, in a match. You know, I can see um, Jericho and MGF doing a match. You know, like they pair up nicely. So I thought that was a really good. 
I'm wonder, I'm I'm assuming they they thought of that uh, when they put together the team. Um. But yeah, I I loved uh, Dynamite. I thought Dynamite was a great show today. Well, what, what was your match tonight for Dynamite? Dynamite match. It's hmm, I'm thinking it's either Matt and Phoenix or the TNT title. I'm gonna give it to the TNT title match. Uh, Darby versus Scorpio Sky. Um. For the match of AEW's night, um, I'll give it to you know I'm gonna go with Phoenix and Hart and um Jackson only because it surprised me. Yeah, that was a really awesome match. Uh, what was your show tonight? NXT. NXT. Just got two quality mate, two four snark matches on the same card. It opened and closed that way. Four. Two four snark matches. Oh. I was about to say four. No, two, four. It had t- t- um, Tony Storm EO and it had yeah. Finn and Cole. Plus, you had that women's tag match, which is okay. So, yeah, I'm going with that. I watched NXT right after Dynamite and I turned it off. And I was entertained. I was like, that was a good NXT. Oh, uh, hell yeah. And I was like, it didn't annoy me as much. You know? So I'm, I'm giving it a tie. You and your fucking ties. Dude, you've given two ties in a row. You've done ties more than I have. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I do. But, uh, but yeah, I thought yeah, I thought NXT was just fucking entertaining. Yeah, I could complain about the booking and stuff stuff here and there, but NXT entertained me this week. Yeah. And, uh, and AEW entertained me this week. Both great shows. So I was like, fuck it. I'm tying it up. Yeah. And uh, that's the show. Yeah, I mean, NXT's been killing it lately. They've been doing really good these last few weeks. Yeah, yeah, I still have a lot to complain about here and there, the booking-wise. Matches are always going to be great for NXT. Um, I'm going to talk about match-wise. It's just uh, these weird booking stuff that they do kind of bug me here and there. But uh, but match-wise, it's always going to be great. Um, and uh, hopefully they continue with their ratings. Either build or stay in that top twenty-five. I'm curious what AEW does next week with the ratings, because they, they they didn't get much of a pay-per-view bump. I'm curious what what they what happens next week. I'm sure it'll stay the same. Like I said, this week they stayed steady. Like it's not like they got a big number and then dropped down. Right. Same thing with NXT. They both stayed steady. NXT had more like like dips and and valleys, but uh, but it was pretty much. Like like that. Right. Well, uh, AEW is more like that. You can't. You do. I know. I'm. 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 I'm talking. I'm. Not, I'm doing visuals on a on the audio. But yeah, NXT had a little bit up and down there like that. But uh, AEW was just maybe little troubles. Right. You know, going through. But they were both steady. You know, they stayed in their lane. The problem is AEW NXT only lost about a thousand viewers. AEW lost almost two hundred thousand from last week. You know, so you think they're a, a little more unsteady. They lost almost a, they also almost a quarter million viewers in a week. Yeah, but from a pop number, from the the Shaq stuff. The problem yeah. that and that's the problem. You had, they, they they did the Shaq stuff to pop their number high, and they kept it. The people just stayed with it the rest of the show. Yeah, I think. It, it, but it's the same thing for NXT. NXT put on a takeover here. You had three title matches. You know, and you had all your big names: Storm, Eo, Cole, Finn. So next week will be the real test of both shows. You know? 
Well, I mean, every week is the real test for both shows. You know, it, it's just that both these shows should have been did bigger than what they did. Right. Especially AEW, considering both, especially it was a both. post pay, it was a pay per view bump show. Especially both. If you're gonna put on your main eventers on the show, NXT should have did better. But they did good in their demos. You know, which for the the ratings is what's important. You know, and which is why they did good. AEW came in fourth. You know, I still think NXT would. I. You know, I live in like in like alternate Earth where NXT is actually promoted by Raw and SmackDown as a real show. That's an alternate Earth. That's like an Earth Two type of thing. Well, this is why I don't like this whole let's tr- treat them like a stepchild, bastard stepchild, and here's your own titles. Here's your own your own. Well, Raw and SmackDown have their own titles. The only title- I know, but you gotta have something that ties these shows together. That's the problem. They don't. They could have been these women's titles. Right, could have given it to one of the NXT girls, and then you can have the NXT girls go all over defending it, and then you have here are the NXT women's um, tag um, champions who or who now have the the tag the the female the women's tag championships, and and then if you want to see more of them, go to NXT. You know what I'm saying? You gotta right. have that that synergy, and they don't create that. NXT got their biggest pop like in ratings stuff. Don't remember the whole Saudi Arabia thing. Well, everybody got stuck on a plane. Yeah, where Adam exactly. Cole went to Raw and SmackDown and defended the talent, all NXT talent, all three brands. Yeah, exactly. That's how. That's what kind of all started this thing last year with this whole little experiment, and it, it was working. It just didn't beat AW on most weeks. So I guess Vince was like, "Oh, experiment over." It would you know? cool if they had kept that going. Yeah, it would have been some a different story here. You would have a lot more synergy between these shows. They, WWE as a whole, has a really good, like, opportunity to do this whole quote-unquote forbidden door thing. With their own shows. With their own shows. They kind of built it up to be that way, where they have these different divisions in Japan and... and um, UK. UK and Mexico, supposedly. You know, where they have, they're creating their own NXTs over there. And then you have developmental for those, like Progress and Evolve, hopefully, that works out. And then... And then you have these three main shows like NXT, Raw, and SmackDown. You know? So they can they can do their own like version of the Forbidden Door and have their own territories of it. They, they, you know, they just I don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <clears throat> um right. let's tap let's, let's call this. Yeah. So so real quick, some new t shirts are gonna be coming. I showed the designs to John, he approved of them. Yes I did. Um some of them anyway. Um, I bought all No, no, uh, but I showed you some of those. Oh. I still got others I'm still working on. <laughs> so new t-shirts coming out. Come get those. We're still thinking. We're still putting together a, a isolation mania. I have and, a couple uh, of ideas for that. Okay. And um, let's call it. All right. Don't forget, guys. We got two. Sh- um, this is actually the second show. Hope you guys enjoyed our review of, Revo- of Revolution and Sacrifice. Yeah. And we'll see you guys next week. Top guys out. Goodbye and good night.